do you guys have with food trucks? Um, other than I think honestly, most of the times that I've ever had been to a food truck, it's been obviously at a fair, or probably with you, Robert, on uh, our drunken escapades. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> Good. I would say my experience with food trucks is pretty extensive. Yeah, yeah, I, more I, so- I I patronize food trucks at every opportunity. Would you say more so in Austin than when you were in Columbus or it, the opportunity here is just greater. So, yeah. But okay. I mean, even even in the Midwest, I was all about them. Yeah. So I kind of just wanted to talk about it because this past weekend was the Columbus Food Truck Fest, which by and large is nowhere near comparable, I think, to Chicago's. I've heard a lot of good things about Chicago's like big mm-hmm. food truck gathering over the summer. Was the one but- in Columbus at Easton? No. So last year it was done at the Columbus Commons, right downtown, kind of behind the Ohio Theater. Okay. And this year they decided to do it right on the Sido, right on the, uh, like in Bicentennial and all around there. Okay. Um, so yeah, this was my second year going, had a lot of fun, spent probably way more money than I should have, but yeah, that's kind of how food truck fests go. And, um, I just kind of wanted to tell you guys about one food item I found that's like kind of my favorite thing ever. Um, so it was at this food truck uh, that's like Cincinnati based and they do kind of like, you know, uh, one of their big menu items was a poutine, right? Ah, you- good interesting. Poutine. Nothing okay. like it. Colin, have you are partook in a poutine? No, but I've always wanted to. Do you know what, do you know you what it is? Oh. Yeah, it's uh, it's like French fries mm. covered in gravy, right? And my friend, you are forgetting the key ingredient, which is the cheese curds. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, that's what I was forgetting. Yes. Oh, yeah. good stuff. Poutine yeah, that's, all the that's way. your basic poutine. Now, what these guys Ooh. do, they take it a step above. So it's it's your poutine. So you've got the cheese curds. You've got the gravy, which is like an onion-based gravy. So it had like an oniony flavor that was really good on top of waffle fries. But nice. Between the gravy and the fries was a uh, like a root beer and wine uh, marinated shredded lamb. <laughs> oh yeah, God, please! Uh-huh. It's getting like ridiculous now with they, these and, remixes. And, yeah, and they top it with a uh, a very over easy egg. So the yeah. yolk is still extremely runny. Oh, you just man. pop it and it just flows all over your fries. I'm and definitely getting hungry now. <laughs> um, yeah, let me just go clean this drool off myself. Yeah. Wow, that sounds awesome. It's really good. But my <laughs> favorite thing about it, again? Uh, Hungry Bros. Okay. Based in Cincinnati, I believe. Okay. But my favorite thing was the name of the food dish. It's the Vladimir Poutine. <laughs> oh my god (laughs) like i bought it based on the name alone i didn't even look at the description because i was like oh i'm buying that that's a fun name and i will always pay for a fun name (laughs) if if anything about previous podcasts has shown i'm a sucker for fun names it's almost like kind of a requirement now right with food trucks like you have to have some stupid name for everything even the food truck itself sometimes like it's a fried egg i'm in love or you know it's (laughs) like all different kinds of names like that. That's that's what I've seen at least. Is, is that Did a food you, truck around? <laughs> your I just got that. I got yeah. that reference. Uh, yes. Yeah. No. I got I'm, it. I got it. Yeah. They got fun names here too. They got a uh, cheeky cheeky waffle for a chicken and waffles kind mm-hmm. of cart. Mm-hmm. Um, I had one of their things too. It's actually pretty good. They did like they fry the chicken in waffle batter <laughs> and then also served you the waffle. Are you kidding me? <laughs> this oh, is was, reminding me. Have you guys seen that yeah. SNL skit? Where they like take a pizza and like fold it in half and then like 
wrap it in like tacos <laughs> shells or whatever and then like dip the whole thing in like blueberry pancake batter and then like yeah deep fry it this kind of sounds like this a little that's, bit that sounds like epic meal time is what that sounds yeah, like exactly yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah it's much. all it's yeah, all kind dude, of the same speaking of epic meal time is that still a thing like i haven't heard about um, epic meal time in like years i couldn't tell you i i know that their their quality and content in my opinion has declined oh yeah recently yeah, because uh, I don't think is the one dude even do it anymore. What's his name? Like Harley or whatever. He, you know, yeah, the okay. problem is they got too big for their britches. Like I think they got signed to some kind of TV deal or something yeah. stupid, and then it just kind of all declined from there. Yeah, I think you're right. Actually, muscles, that dude, glasses. Yeah, that, yeah, that but he dude left early. Oh, yeah, he, he was did. my favorite. The, the bearded dude used to be like a like a, my buddy was telling me one day he used to be a history teacher or something. Something and then like he, that. he yeah. just started doing this YouTube thing on the side and then it just blew up into this huge thing. So <laughs> I always <laughs> like the okay. guy too. I never knew their names, but the guy who uh, would eat everything with just a fork and knife, like real dainty like. Mm, yeah, <laughs> it was just so perfect juxtaposed to yeah. like, here's our one billion calorie meatloaf. Dude, I remember my knife. favorite. Yeah, my favorite thing I ever seen them make was uh, like fast food lasagna. Did you ever see that episode? Oh, my yeah. God. That thing was horrendous. <laughs> they go to, like, five different <laughs> fast food joints, like McDonald's, Wendy's, Burger King, and they get, like, 12 to 15 burgers each, and then they just mm-hmm. put a layer of burger, cheese, marinara, another layer of burgers, like, in this giant baking pan until it's this huge, fast... I think it was, like, like 19,000 to 20,000 calories, something dumb like that, but it was, like, fast food burger lasagna, and then, of course, yeah. they just take out a huge slice at or, yeah, at the end and then just dunk or just pour, like, whiskey all over or something and start eating it. Mm. Oh, my God. Like, Dude, I, I think, it, was it the same episode? They did something with, like, McDonald's breakfast or something, and I remember the dude was going to the drive-thru, yeah. and he's like, could I get, like, 50 egg McMuffins, but, like, <laughs> only, only, only the ham disc? <laughs> just the ham disc. Wow. <laughs> the lady's like, did I, did I hear you right? Did you say 50? <laughs> Yeah, five zero, lady. <laughs> yeah, chop chop. Sounds, <laughs> sounds about right for them. Uh, welcome oh, to the Tiny Disc Podcast, the podcast about games and life. Uh, I'm Robert Scarpinito, and I'm joined here by Jack Cepeda. I didn't have anything prepared, but bong bong, anyways, everybody. Ah, <laughs> uh, there it is. And uh, Colin Sparling. What a what a gloomy gloomy day. <laughs> Well, right to start we, off. Yeah. Do we need to yeah, talk? Because everyone you... says, it's, "Oh, it's been a great, it's been a great day." You know, got you got to sometimes you got to contrast that. Man. So you're just being contrarian for the sake of yeah, being contrarian. Because I'm a I'm a what's that word? Hipster. Yeah. So you're just lying to the people now. Yeah. Did that I'm, eclipse invert your outlook on life now? How'd you know? Just thought I'd ask. Speaking of the eclipses, anyone suffer any permanent eye damage as a result? I was smart. I wore my glasses. You're, like you actually the special had glasses. glasses. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. My roommate had an extra pair. Yeah, same nice, here. I nice. went to a yeah. local library, got one of those glasses where you can't see anything through them for a while. Yeah, and then you couldn't see anything anyway because it was cloudy. Yep, that's that's the story of it. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty much, that's pretty much it. Case closed. Doesn't it shine through the clouds or no? I mean, if there's a thin enough layer, but like, like we were getting big stormish type clouds like going uh, through, okay. like scattered yeah. about. And it was thunderstorms. awful. Yeah, it was bad. And then that my sucks. roommate Snapchatting me from Oregon because he lives in Oregon now, or my last roommate. And he's like, he's like, yeah, all ready for the eclipse with his welder's mask on. 
Fucking nice. engineers. <laughs> this is the first time like an eclipse has hit America, right? With like the internet being a thing. I'm pretty sure, at least a total eclipse. I mean, it was the 70s before a total eclipse. Last time total Maybe. eclipse hit hit America, yeah. And uh, uh, it was just cool seeing like all the satellite imagery. And I think you know most people were. Uh, I saw a lot of people where I was holding up the glasses, like the lens up to their phone, and trying to take a picture that way. And I'm like, it's so much easier just to go to NASA.com and just take a screenshot. Like, if you yeah. want a good photo, like do it that way. And they'll they'll be infinitely better quality too. Yeah, yeah. yeah so yeah. I mean, dude, there was some crazy stuff that came out of that though. I was scrolling through Twitter, and these people were like, oh yeah, on the airplane, the eclipse is happening, and there's just like you just mm-hmm. see it. it's just amazingly clear view, and the guy's like, oh my god, it's an eclipse. Blah, blah. Yeah. yeah. Did you guys see that one photo that was circulating with the airplane and the like the vapor trails behind the airplane, like flying directly through the middle of like the uh, the eighty percent kind of clips you guys didn't see no, that did you no, I no didn't I see didn't. That. oh no. it was sick it's like number one on reddit uh that day and then the day afterwards and um the guy had to like copyright the image because like like an i like a intellectual property lawyer like contact him's like dude this is gonna be worth something you need to Ooh. you need to register this photo it was really sick you guys gotta check it out later i guess huh. you just search like airplane eclipse 2017 maybe who knows something like that yeah yeah so yeah it happened it was a thing and the next one will be what Seven years, eight, I think. Seven years from now, yeah, right seven, through right through Central Texas. So that'll be cool. Sticking around. If I'm still here, I don't know. I'm looking at houses. I'm looking. I'm yeah. looking to make some moves. But it's a cool town. I, I don't know if I'll be here that long. Who can say what happens in seven years, right? But yeah, exactly. But I would certainly, wherever I was, I'd certainly consider maybe coming down here. It'd be a good excuse to come back. <laughs> I so, came here to see the eclipse and hang out with my friends. Yeah. <laughs> so Robert. Hi. Jack and I were talking to you about roller coasters the other day, and we'd come to the conclusion that you had never been to Cedar Point as long as yeah. you've lived in Ohio. Yep. And let's move on to the next topic on our list. Uh, <laughs> what are you scared of? <laughs> it's uh, what's the worst sc- that can happen on a roller coaster? <laughs> are you seriously asking that question? <laughs> what, what? You're just scared of barfing a little bit on yourself? No, or dude, like I, just, I think you watched Final Destination three too many times. He's scared of dying. <laughs> oh my god! This is no. an actual statistic. This is an actual statistic. Literally, I can't talk. Statistic. You are actually like a hundred times something ridiculous like that safer on the roller coaster than you are traveling to and from the theme park. No, and and I get that. Like I'm someone who isn't even afraid of like flying planes. You know, like. It's just that roller coaster, like the idea of like, le- yeah, let me expose myself to like five plus G's for a couple minutes. Like that's just yeah. completely uninteresting to me. Oh, what? No, if you got to feel alive, man, you got to feel the wind in your hair, God. the bugs splattering on your face. It's so great. Roller coasters are like one of my favorite inventions. You, hold on. Have you, <laughs> you've ridden a roller coaster though before? Oh yeah. 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 Okay. Where and when? uh let me think i've been on one in florida not disneyland or world whichever one's there um bush gardens yeah there that's where i went to but that was like really young and then uh more recently in seoul and lotte world which is like Man, korea of, does not fuck around with the roller coasters oh either. no they're they're big they're good they have some serious ones yeah. um they have one in japan i want to say it's only like the car is very small it only seats four people at a time but it goes beyond 90 degrees the first drop Ooh. if that makes sense it goes like 120 degrees something Ooh. dumb like that dude it's give so me awesome it. i give know that's so I incredible you're like almost <laughs> upside down it's like incredible 
Yeah, I, dude, it would blew my mind when, uh, do you remember when the Maverick came out at Cedar Point, Jack? Yeah, oh yeah. Yeah, so like everyone was like freaking out because that first hill goes 95 degree angle. Yeah, <laughs> degrees, yeah. whatever. It's sweet. I love it. It's not that tall either, but it's no, effective. But, and it launches you up, right? Like those magnets like, yeah, launch dude, you, it gets up, you the hill. up there quick. It's I very, love, dude, that's it's still my favorite roller coaster there. It's very alarming when you're used to a, a roller coaster just going up the first hill, click, 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 yeah. click, click, click. It's very alarming the first time one just goes, no, fuck you. <laughs> You're like, wait yeah, a second, dude. it's yeah, way I'm not ready. too fast. <laughs> yeah, dude, uh, the Maverick and the Millennium Force do that. Dude, like, going from, like, the Magnum, which is the old school, like, chain link kind of thing, to, like, something like yeah. the Maverick is, wow. Yeah, no, the Maverick is cool, too, because it has that that middle launch in the in the in the middle i guess yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, dude i used to be like i used to be crazy about this stuff because i used to read like stats on the roller coasters and stuff i was obsessed yeah. with cedar point but like they were like yeah because they first announced the coaster like yeah you're gonna start out going like 50 miles an hour and then you're gonna go in this tunnel and they're gonna stop you and then you're gonna go launched back out at like 75 miles an hour i'm like oh yes. my god please yes give it to me yeah <laughs> um robert let me ask you so Hi. since you've been in the continental u.s have you ridden a roller coaster no Wow. And how long has that been? Four years? Yeah, four years or so. Wow. And no desire either. I can see it on your face. No, like little to no desire. Would you even ride, consider riding one in VR? No, because that sounds even stupider. <laughs> it's actually what? interesting, but it would make... I, the, that makes me um, more motion sick. To have the sensation of moving like that without your body actually feeling those. It makes me sicker faster. Right, and I, mean, I would way, ever get on a roller coaster. Like the way I think of it, like the reason you get on a roller coaster is because you want to feel all those those sweet, sweet G's on your body, you know, and feel like you're going crazy. Whereas with VR, it's kind of like this jokey middleman that kind of makes no sense. Like, why would you bother doing? Like, you know, you're trying to get on a roller coaster without actually getting on a roller coaster. It kind of feels like a cop out. To me, it's the novelty of feeling just how easy it is to manipulate the brain, the human brain. Right? You yeah. can actually feel like you are 500 feet in the air. And you're really just sitting at your desk like you always are. You know, it's just like a, a novel thing, at least the first few times. So right. I, I did want to bring up, though, um, Cedar Point just recently announced their latest roller coaster, Steel Vengeance, which will be out uh, next May 2018. And guys, it's a hyper coaster. It's based on roughly the old frame of the Mean Streak, which is wooden roller coaster. And wooden is 100% like my favorite genre of roller coasters it's it always has been ever since i rode the beast for the first time in king's island but this is a hyper coaster now and it's a hyper hybrid coaster or whatever because so what, when when they say hi, what does hyper coaster mean exactly? well i mean the easiest way to say this is the steel vengeance when it comes out at cedar point it's going to be shattering 10 world records in this one coaster. Excuse me? Be- yes, 10 world records. So uh, let me explain to you what a what a hybrid coaster is, though. Because you have, traditionally, you have steel, okay, on a track, or, or, yeah, on a rail, and then you have, like, wooden, right? And the wooden roller coasters are always a little more rinkety, and obviously, you know, they're a little more, a little scarier, honestly, and a little more rough with you. The ride is a lot rougher. Oh, yeah, ride the blue streak. <laughs> yeah, you could definitely, like, bruise your arms on some of these wooden roller coasters out there. And I've seen in Cedar Point, there's another wooden roller coaster. I can't remember one. It's not a huge one, though. But I've seen it flex. <laughs> like when, Gen- the car, uh, there's Gemini? when the car goes on it. No, I can't. It's, there's, it's kind of Mean to Street, the, Blue Streak, and Gemini. If you're looking at the uh, Millennium, no. If you're looking at Top Thrill Dragster, it's like to the left side of it. 
It's in like Frontier Town or something like that. That's probably Mean Streak. It's not Mean Streak. It's a smaller roller coaster. Anyways, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter, but it's a smaller one. But I've seen the the whole track like flex like that when the people are are, like on the train on top. And I'm I'm, like, I'm waiting in line. I'm sitting here watching this like, oh, that's going to break like any minute. (laughs) Like maybe we shouldn't get on the thing, but we did and we ended up okay. Anyways, so the, the, uh, the hybrid style coasters are kind of the best of both worlds. So you have the wooden frame, you have the wooden build, but the the rail itself is very, very smooth. And the ride typically is much smoother, much faster than you'd be able to get on a traditional um, wooden coaster. Because wooden coasters can't really can't really handle certain speeds without being like almost unsafe. And so the I, I mentioned earlier, Steel Vengeance breaks ten different world records, so I'll just read off some of them for you. So if you ride this coaster one time at next spring in Cedar Point, what you're going to do is you're going to be on the world's tallest hybrid roller coaster, the world's fastest, uh, the world's steepest drop on a hybrid roller coaster, 90 degree drop, the world's longest drop on a hybrid coaster, 200 feet, the world's longest hybrid coaster period at uh, 5,740 feet, the most inversions on a hybrid coaster before, the fastest airtime on a hybrid roller coaster, 73 miles an hour. The most airtime, which is, so the ride is about two minutes or so, roughly. 27.2 seconds of that two minutes, you're going to be in the air feeling weightless, <laughs> which is pretty crazy sounding. Dude, yes. Uh, so the uh, so then uh, it has that. So it has the most airtime and then not just of any hyper roller coaster, but then it sec- breaks the second record with the most airtime of any coaster in the world. Um, then it's also the world's first hyper hybrid roller coaster like this so it is completely insane and we're gonna draw this back to video games i promise uh planet coaster just three days after cedar point announced this they're like oh by the way you can ride that or you can like just ride this now in our game it's in the game now with the latest patch for free which that's is pretty cool. cool yeah and that's really good cross promotion too on cedar point's part you're like that's hey we're announcing this now actually yeah like we're gonna we're gonna announce this now we'd love to have it in the game that game is super uber popular probably the best theme park you know, game of the times right now. Mm-hmm. It's on my wish list for sure, but Same it's just here. really exciting. And I, uh, and I went and you can also like kind of do like a simulation ride on YouTube. Cedar point likes to do that as well now. So I'm really, really excited. I mean, as if you didn't already have enough reasons to love Cedar point. I mean, I remember last year, Val Raven was the big deal and it's like two huge coasters, world record breaking coasters, two years in a row. That's so awesome. Yeah, uh, Gatekeeper and Val Raven. <clears throat> I wasn't. Val Raven was definitely better than Gatekeeper in my opinion. Um, but I wasn't like super duper impressed by Val Raven personally. Um, I don't know. Did you did you write it, Jack? You wrote it, right? Yeah, I wrote it a couple times. So I hate to come out like this, but I just don't have time anymore to wait. So I splurged on the fast passes. So how effective was that actually? It's so good. I got to ride so many roller coasters that I actually got nauseous because <laughs> I was doing really? it. I was doing it at such a clip, right? You just walk to one, boom, go. Walk to one, boom. Literally, Val Raven. This is like right. This is like the debut year, last May or whatever. I literally walk up, and without even breaking stride, I just walk past about five hundred people, probably don't even break stride. The guy waves us on, and he's like, "Here you go. Here's your seat. Sit down." <laughs> That's without, so great. Like I said, without even like, you know, stopping for a split second, just strolled right on, put the seatbelt on and, and got to ride it. So turns out when you ride roller coasters that fast, that's when you start getting sick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've never actually done it that fast because I've never had the money to splurge on a fast pass. 
Dude, they're it, like what 150 uh, bucks i don't know i think it's no i think it's like 120 but still it's ridiculous Plus, on top of the tippic for a on day? top of the, the ticket <laughs> the tippic <laughs> the, the, the ticket jesus i can't talk but yeah, uh but, yeah tippics included and parking (laughs) so no but uh yeah it's it's not cheap i'm not you know i'm not recommending this for everybody but i do recommend it at least once to if you just want to feel like royalty and if you just want to catch the the side eye and the ire of like thousands of people at one time like people were giving me dirty looks and i don't blame them i don't blame them like you know why does this guy get to ditch us he just has a little bit more money like well yeah dude you, you go there for one day you get you got to make sure you got to have a good day because you're spending a lot of money there anyway. So it's right. worth it to spend a little bit more to make sure you're having a good day there. I figured it'd be a very long time before I come back to Ohio, let alone Cedar Point. So I was like, we're going to do this right this last time, right? Yeah, exactly. I'm yeah, sorry, Robert. Go ahead. How did how did it feel to be the top one percent for for once in life? <laughs> I, I recommend it. I recommend yeah. it. <laughs> Here, that Dude, Wall Street, cool. we recommend it. So, so yeah, like ladies so, and gentlemen, the yeah. best park in the world, Cedar Point, best amusement park in the world. Clearly, that's one thing that Texas, I think, is lacking in. There is, like, a Six Flags or something down here, but there's no, like, great, great roller coasters. You kind of have to travel to Florida or California, I guess. You're kind of in the middle of both, so you can take your pick. But, no, Cedar Point clearly is the clear winner. It's the best. If you like roller coasters, that's where you need to go. So, what are your top... All right. (laughs) I'm not even going to ask you, Robert, because you probably don't (laughs) haven't even ridden three coasters in your life. I have. Don't know their names, but I have. (laughs) So, what are, like, your top three... It, I mean, that either that either you have road or like are on your bucket list to ride, right? Well, so my my favorite coaster of all time is actually the Maverick because it's just so dynamic. It's fun. Um, it I definitely is. had it's, bugs like slap me in the face when I yeah. was in the front row. That's the danger of that play, of well, that one. What I like about it is it's got a lot of stuff going on. It's con- it's constantly like whipping you around and kind of beating the shit out of you, which I kind of like. Um, and it's always yeah. like flipping you upside down or like making you go faster. It's always doing something. That's what I like about it. There's no boring second of it, that coaster. Is there a loop in that one? It does those like, uh, what do they call them? Horseshoe rolls or whatever. Oh yeah. Yeah. You yeah. Know? I remember you that. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I think it's trying to simulate, it's called Maverick. It's trying to simulate like riding like a wild horse. Yeah. Like a wild. Yeah. And exa- it's exactly what it feels like pretty yeah. much. Yeah. That's like, what it's going for. It's, it's successful in that. <clears throat> Yeah, but it's like it may not be like the tallest or the fastest, but it's the most dynamic in my opinion. That's why that I like it. That's why it's my favorite. Yeah, that yeah, ninety five degree that, drop makes all the difference, dude. That drop, even though it's not huge, like it gets you every time because it's just like you're get there, like okay, this is oh shit. <laughs> like, I can't wait to see Robert ride ride the Millennium Force <laughs> or uh-huh. something like that, <laughs> dude. Like, I'm, bring like, your depends, man. <laughs> I wish I wish I could ride the Millennium Force for the first time again because like I yeah. remember how badly I was shitting my pants the first time I rode it. I, I mean just how steep that incline is and how fast it goes. It's just like mind blowing. It was the world's first like giga coaster, right? Right. It right. kind of started the arms race. So okay, that's so Maverick's up there for you. I think it's yeah, a good pick. So like I mean I have a small like sample size to pick from because I've basically only been to Cedar Point. Okay. Um, well, still, that's good stuff. And again, yeah, if is. there's one that you know of that you haven't rode yet, that you is like on your bucket list, like two Whoa, more. Which, which one is the tallest in the world? Still, is it still the King Dakar at like Six Flags yeah. somewhere? Yeah, as yeah. far as I know, yeah. Um, I want to ride that just to say I did it, but it's literally just the dragster, which <clears throat> with an extra bunny hill and an extra ten feet on the on the big hill itself, mm-hmm. I think, or something like that. It's it's stupid, and it goes like ten miles an hour faster. But when you're going 120, I don't think you're going to notice that much of a difference yeah. anyway. Right, right. Um, but, miles per hour. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, 
Uh, Millennium's a close second. It's a classic. Maverick for me. It's, yeah, it's so it is. smooth, man. Yeah, it's so it smooth. is. It's really smooth. It's so much fun. And honestly, in terms of coasters I've rode for my top three, my third one would probably be Magnum. Because uh-huh. thing is, every time I go to Cedar Point, Magnum never has a long wait. Yeah, Almost true. never. Yeah. And it like so you can ride it like three or four times in a row. It's fun. It's like it's decently huge. It's it's got a decent amount going on. You get a nice view of the lake. You get the the especially on a hot day, man. You ride that and you get the nice lake breeze coming off there. Thing about the uh, Magnum for me is that it's very unsmooth for a steel coaster. <laughs> like it it's very rough. Like you don't expect that. You're like, oh, okay. It, it's an earlier one. It was built in right. uh uh eighty nine. Yeah. Think. yeah yeah it was it was the first one of its kind i when i was a little kid back then i thought like it was like going past the clouds <laughs> just like you know like you think stupid stuff when you're younger but yeah my dad was like he was telling me when he was a kid when he went there uh man he was 16 i think when it came out mm-hmm. uh 15 or 16 and uh he was telling me he's like yeah dude I, I remember like the first time my friends wrote it i refused like i was scared shitless to get on with magnum and i was like that's so funny um, but he's like, yeah, but now he rides everything. I'm so excited for Steel Vengeance. I've seen it. I've like gone through the the FOV uh, video or the POV video. Uh, I'm so pumped for that. I can't wait to to just just, just experience that. You know, breaking ten world records. You know, Dude, in, in for one sure. um, go. I think that Valraven is a little bit underrated. Um, I think that first drop is incredible. Like I, I, I you, need to you ride it again. It, you're looking at it and you're just like, okay, that looks fine. But then when you actually experience what a dive coaster does, which Robert, what it does is it takes you to the very edge and then it just tips you there and it stops completely for like two or three seconds and then just free falls 90 degrees straight down. So you yeah, go from so standing still. So you, you go up to the top and you stop right at the edge. Two, one, boom. It's yeah, awesome. It's like, it's like riding the power tower, but on a coaster. Yeah, it's so that that one, I mean, maybe I just kind of have my uh, launch goggles on. Right. And since it's newer, it's like more, you know, it's more uh, attractive to me right now. But I, I really enjoy that one. I would I would never not ride that going to Cedar Point. And then uh, for me, my most favorite roller coaster of all time doesn't even exist anymore. It's so sad. But Son of Beast at uh, Kings Island was at the time the nastiest, most aggressive roughest wooden roller coaster on the planet and it actually had a loop in it it was the only wooden roller coaster with a loop in it and so many people and i wrote it like that a couple times i was lucky enough to get in quickly because so many people got injured on that that they had to take the they ended up taking the loop out of it completely and then even after that the rest of the ride was so rough and there was it was such a liability they had to tear down the whole roller coaster because too many people were like going to the er and stuff oh and I loved every minute of it. It was so awesome. <laughs> Robert's looking at us like, you crazy bastards. It was incredible. It was incredible. <laughs> I'm just waiting. Yeah. Uh, so, like, Robert, we're anyway. doing this. We're going to Cedar Point. We're going to ride Steel Vengeance. Oh, yeah. So I, get I can't wait. Get hyped. Wait, so what's your two and three, Jack? Real quick. Oh, that wasn't. Didn't I just name three of them? Yeah, he named three. Yeah. Oh, did you? Yeah. Wait, what was your other two? You said what Son of this? Beast and then. Steel Vengeance, Son of Beast, and now I can't remember what the other Val one was. Raven. Val Raven, yeah. Man, oh. I don't even give a shit about roller coasters. Come on, Colin. <laughs> Colin Center, you're just too excited about about next uh, next spring that comes out. Yeah, so. dude. Like, I'm I'm stoked. Honestly, so real quick. So there's actually one ride at Cedar Point that I refuse to ride. I have what? ridden it. I have ridden it, but huh? anymore I won't ride it. Wait, it's and a roller coaster or just a ride? It's a ride. Oh, I don't do rides. Yeah. See, I don't either. But 
at least what usually. happened? Um, who hurt you? Who hurt you, Colin? Where did he Power touch tower. <laughs> Why? What's wrong with that one? It just drops so, you, right? So here's the thing. So power tower, I mean, like the dropping thing, oh, because it's cool, whatever. But like, there was a Six Flags over in uh, I forget where it was a Six Flags somewhere here in the U.S. But they had a like a similar ride that was identical to the power tower. It was called like the Superman Tower Power of or Tower of Power or something stupid, <laughs> some ripoff. And what had happened was some person got like raised to the top of it. And what happened was as they were going down, one of the cables snapped, one of the lift no, cables. No, 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 I'm, no, no. I'm no, not no, shitting no. you. This is a no, thing I that know. really happened. I'm just saying no. Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. And one of the cables snapped, not shitting you, cut clean through that dude's foot. Nice. Dude. Yeah. Clean through, gone. Uh, Amputee instantly. Uh, I'm like, nope. Mm-mm. Oh, that's... I ain't taking that risk. That's horrendous. I mean, they say that that's one of the big reasons why the most dangerous job in the world is be working on the top of aircraft carriers because that arresting cable that the hooks, you know, when a jet plane is coming to land in on those, you're yeah. trying to land on like less than a hundred feet and you're trying to stop from like what, like 350 miles an hour to zero. So they can't stop like that without like attaching to this cable. Sometimes those snap. And when you have that much force, that much weight, that much power, and potential energy snapping like that, it goes clear across. It goes into the water across the back of the of the aircraft carrier. And if you're standing there and that happens, you're just gone. Oh, now. You're, you're done. It's like you're that just, scene in uh, what you, movie? Ghost Ship. You remember that? Yeah, you just cease to be. Yeah, that's Dude. a that's a closed <laughs> casket funeral. That's not a good time. Oh, Jesus. That's Can brutal, we talk about something happy? Now? <laughs> yeah, let's. <laughs> <laughs> Robert's like, fuck you guys and your roller coasters yeah. and your throw rides. Ooh, okay. What do you want to talk about, Robert? What, video games? What, what kind of podcast do you think this was? Yeah. I'm just saying, we market ourselves in one way. We got to do something. <laughs> so, yeah, let's talk about some video games. Uh, Colin, did you want to talk about a game you've been playing? Or do you want me to start this off? You can start it off because we talked a lot in the last section. So okay, so uh, for the past couple of weeks, I've been playing a lot of Tales of Berseria. You guys familiar with this title? How do yes, you say that? Please what, tell me what language is that. Uh, it's pronounced Berseria, and it's in the language of uh, Japanese fantasy. Mm. You know, <laughs> Japanese <kind> of, <laughs> it's a whole separate dialect. Of yeah, Japanese. it kind of is though. Like, tell me that the names of any of the Final Fantasy worlds are English words. You know what I mean? That's true. Like Fair Elise. Uh, yeah. Uh, I don't know. Eos, I can't think of the other ones. Yeah. Eos. Mid Midgar. Um, right. That's yeah. true. Yeah. Tales I of Berseria is what I've been playing. Mm -hmm. um, I'm probably about like 20 hours into it. Uh, Please tell so, me it's good. Oh, it's really, really good. Uh, it's part of that Tales of series that's kind of been around, I think, as long as Final Fantasy, if I remember right. I The uh, first one I remember is Tales of Fantasia on PlayStation 1. I want to say Fantasia uh, was on uh, SNES Super Famicom yeah. uh, then later released on the Game Boy Advance. Yeah, you're uh, right. Yeah. Tales of Destiny was on PS1. Okay. Yeah, because yeah, I no. remember it being around in the SNES era. Um, but yeah, Berseria is the most recent title in the series. It's uh, It came out, I think, February, March-ish of this year. And I decided to pick it up on a Steam sale. So I've been playing it a bit and it's pretty good it's definitely like if you're into good jrpgs is definitely one of the better ones that i could recommend um 
you know, it has that active time battle system. Well, not active time battle. It's Final Fantasy, but it's like an active fighting system. You know, so you have like your stamina that you use, and then you do a couple punches, and then your stamina is depleted, and you have to wait a little bit for your stamina to be regained. Right. So yeah, it's not necessarily turn based, and it's a lot of like you could button mash your way through every fight, mm-hmm. but there's always like the optimal, you know learn your enemy's weakness and then like use the abilities that you have that like target that weakness. You can get through fights a lot faster. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause there are so many enemies on the overworld and so many like battles you can run into. So you kind of want to learn that quicker to be able to go through the overworld a lot quicker. Is it a grind fest? It can feel that way sometimes. Yeah. Even when you're just trying to progress through an area. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been playing the game so far. Like most of those games I play it as uh I usually try to clear the each map before moving on to the next area, you know, because like you see the enemies walking around. Yeah, right. and that's that's the nice thing about those. I mean, they do throw a lot of enemies at you, at least from past Tales games that I've played. But mm-hmm. they always throw enough at you that you never really have to grind towards the end of the game. It's yeah. like you're pretty. You're like you're pretty at the level that you need to be by the time you get to like the final boss or whatever. Right, because like, at this point now, I'm like almost steamrolling through a couple things and like i'm not getting that much xp out of it so i've been kind of like skipping around and stuff and it does kind of make backtracking a bit annoying but i think the thing that gripped me the most about the story is that like uh you two have played a couple jrpgs in your time right (laughs) right right (laughs) just a few just Just a few choice selections yeah yeah and you know how um some jrpgs they can take a while to get into like i'm talking multiple hours to kind of like get into the swing of things it's a problem of the genre is that they take way too long to get warm yeah yeah, yeah. Um, it's it's hard it's, it's hard it's systemic, to find one. yeah i hate that it's hard to find one that has like a crazy opening or whatever it's like it's like how many times am i going to wake up as a dude with amnesia and this like <laughs> talk to f- fucking the same five people in the village for like the first five hours <laughs> yeah welcome to I, tales of the abyss I feel like Xenoblade yeah. Chronicles did a good job at walking the line between, you know, a lot of story in the beginning versus when do you actually get out and get your feet wet, so to speak. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, I the, can agree with that. Yeah, one they of the better just examples. Throw you in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I mean, so it's, I think it's a common thing we can say that in JRPGs, it can take a while, maybe not even necessarily to feel good about the game you're playing, but kind of like, you know, getting to that point where you feel like, what's the point of playing this game? You know, like mm-hmm. answering that question can take a while sometimes in JRPGs. Uh, within the first hour of playing Tales of Berseria, the hook is really, really good. Like nice. the hook they give you in that first hour is so strong and so good. It, um, Like I was playing it and one of my roommates was like just sitting in the living room watching me play it. And he was just like on his phone, like texting people or like playing phone games or whatever, like kind of doing his own thing while I was just playing it on the TV. And by the time I got to the point where it's like, okay i get the story now i noticed he hadn't been looking at his phone for the past like 20 minutes like he was just staring at the nice. tv too are you yeah. steam linking it yeah i steam linked it and the the lag isn't too bad on that no it's pretty solid and you're able to use the xbox 360 controller i use the xbox one controller i have one of the nice. newer ones that's bluetooth so i can connect it to the bluetooth of the steam link nice nice awesome yeah um no i think it's really impressive uh I mean, I'm not going to say too much about the story, of course. I don't want to like spoil it in case there are people interested in playing the game. But it's definitely a huge vengeance story. You know, you play as the main character, Velvet, and the whole game, so far at least, is just her trying to kill one guy who did her really, really wrong. Mm-hmm. And um, the first hour of the story is like you playing through that part where, like, you know, he does the stuff that makes Velvet so mad. 
And I have to say, the thing that impressed me a lot about that beginning part is I don't remember the voice actress's name, but she's the one who voices Velvet. And in the beginning, you know, you're playing as Velvet and she's like this nice, sweet girl, you know, she's just like a small town girl living in a lonely world, you know, like happiness and fun. And, you know, it was the nice place to be. Good time. And then she turns into Sasuke Uchiha. <laughs> then the bad thing happens. And yeah, like she kind of Sasuke is her voice, but it's like so impressive. You know how like uh, there was a point where I was thinking, is that the same voice actress? Like, it's really crazy how uh, how much she sells the whole like Velvet is pissed at everything in the world. <laughs> and um, that's what know, they should have just named this game. Velvet is pissed. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Tales of Berseria colon Velvet's pissed. Um <laughs> No, it's really great. And there are in the in the combat, like she gets this claw, like this demon claw later, and uh she can As attack enemies. Yeah. She can attack enemies and absorb their essence and then unleash a special ability based on that essence. And some of just like the the screams she makes when she unleashes those attacks, they're so like visceral and they kind of make me uncomfortable. Like I couldn't even imagine like being the the dude on the receiving end of those things because she's just so mad. You know? <laughs> Is she um, ne- is she Neo from uh, Devil May Cry Four? <laughs> <laughs> kind of, maybe. <laughs> um, yeah, but you can also play this game on uh, PS4 and I believe Xbox One as well. I think it came out on the current gen consoles. Uh, probably basic retail price. I know I got it on sale on Steam for like twenty five ish. Nice, it's fifty so, normally on Steam. I'm looking at the page right it? now, and okay. again, yeah, the recent and the overall reviews are overwhelmingly positive, which mm-hmm. with roughly about three thousand total reviews. So that's saying something. I mean, it came out this year. Yep. So, do you think you'll finish it before the uh, end of the year? I do want to finish it. Yeah, I have no idea how long it is, and I haven't like looked up like averages of. You know, it's going to take 60 hours to beat or it's going to yeah. take 80 hours or whatever. Yeah. For me, this is the problem with RPGs. Like, if you tell me, like, oh, this is a 100-hour game, I'm just like, okay, I guess I'll never get to see the end of this ever in <laughs> yeah. my life. That's kind of what's deterring me from, like, Persona and things like that. I love, like, I yeah. love Persona, like, so far of what I've played with 4 and 5, but it's, like, the fact that I, I'm undertaking such a daunting game, like, it's just... It's it's a lot for me. Compared, Maybe compared I'm in in the short uh, the the minority here, but I would pay sixty dollars for a game that was just very tight and very good, you know, all the way through without any yeah, filler. Yeah, me too. And I'm not saying Persona has any filler. I don't know yet, but you know what I mean. Like a, a 10, 12 hours. You tell me that, like, but it's like all rock solid good stuff. Like I'm I'm totally down for that. So like an Uncharted Four experience. Yeah, exactly. That's kind of what I was yeah. thinking of. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's the thing, because, like, I know I'm coming to, like, a resolution, like, in some foreseeable future in a game like Uncharted. And, like, and, it, and it's not that I don't like longer games, but it just, it depends. Like, uh, what's a good example? Like, I know I talk about Yakuza endlessly, but the thing about Yakuza is, like, you can go do and progress the story pretty much whenever you want. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, you can just fire through the story at, like, 20 hours, like, real quick, like, if whenever. Um, but like, there's so much other stuff to do that makes you want to come back and play through the rest of the game, like all the store, like the side missions, and like all the bullshit right. little mini games you can do, and all the, those things that you can come back to it and spend easily upwards of an 80, 80 extra hours in the game. 
Yeah, like so. I that's how I played Grand Theft Auto Five. Like I just completely critical pathed it. It still was like twenty hours or so. But you know yeah, what? Whenever right. I want to go back and get back in that world, I have all those side quests. I have all that hidden stuff to find. You know, if right. I ever have the time. But I I want to experience the story because I thought the characters were that strong. Right. Whereas like. Like I, I love Kingdom Hearts too, though, right? But like, uh, like Dream Job Distance, playing through that, it's kind of a slog, man, because you're, like, you're you're progressing through it, but it's you're only getting like tidbits of story, to, like peppered throughout the game until like the very end. Like, you know what I mean? You can't. It's yeah. not like you can just watch a cutscene whenever you want or something like that. Yeah, I agree with you. Kingdom Hearts sucks. Yeah. I mean, uh, it doesn't suck. But. I'm just kidding. Um, sort of, maybe. I don't know. Uh, so, <laughs> did you see the Kingdom Hearts three trailers? Yeah. Good Kingdom luck Hearts playing that game. Dope. When are you ever going to get it? It's never. I mean, out. I know I won't play it until I'm dead. It's essentially vaporware. Yeah, but I mean, it, it's still nice to imagine I can. <laughs> right. That's nice. <laughs> when we actually have it in our hands sometime next year, hopefully. The idea of Kingdom Hearts is good. I think I think I think there's there, there's stuff there, but the execution of the story, what story and just the way the weird naming conventions, I just think they completely and then taking what? How many years, guys? Do the math. Twelve years, At 13 least. years to come out with part three. Like, I don't know. I just think it's very, very sloppily handled. This is what happens when you hand crazy people the keys and just give them infinite budget and just say whenever don't even say when, go was, you just say is that a, was eh, that a pun? whenever you want to yeah when when you hand them the key blades the key blades you could uh, say. indeed yeah no yeah. it's it is uh it's it's a mess it's a mess of a franchise it's I, very okay, incoherent so I, I i won't fault you on thinking the lore is in, like kind of incoherent and it is really hard to follow if you don't play all the spin-off games like it's impossible it's impossible to follow no, the story no, if you don't correction. play spin-off games even if you play the spin-off games, the it's still pretty incoherent. It's impossible yeah, yeah. to understand. It is. Like I said, the idea of Disney and Squaresoft like is a good idea, but it's just in I can't sit here and recommend that series to anybody. I can't. I mean, I, I can. will. I, I'll I'll recommend it to people, but I'm gonna give them like a, just a fair warning though. Like, yeah, it's cool in concept, but Sometimes it's not executed in the best way. Like it's hard to follow sometimes, and sometimes I'll get people to be like, "Ah, it's it's a whatever." I'll still play through them. Other people well, are like, "Yeah." Did, did either of you two beat Kingdom Hearts two? Yeah. N- no, I didn't beat it. Okay, come on, Colin. There's some great like. There are many reasons to play that game. It's just so cool. Oh to play. no, no, no! I'm not gonna knock it, dude. I love Kingdom Hearts two. Is one of my favorite games ever. Yeah, I mean, really. Granted, like, it, Really? It has that. It yeah. has that shitty. Uh, like, hey, you know, for the first three hours, do you want to play a really boring character that doesn't do anything? Isn't that fun? Isn't that what you asked for? Yeah, that's pretty bad. But other than that, <laughs> Kingdom Hearts Two is pretty good. Like, so, after, after you get Sora and his long pants with too many zippers, it's so yeah. Good. Like all the characters in that game look like they were thrown into a hot topic from ten years ago and shooken up and spit out. But um, Sora's in that game. I've I've heard <laughs> rumors say. <laughs> <laughs> guys i mean i'm still i'm still thinking that like you're just going to play as sora for the first four hours in kingdom hearts 3 and then it's going to turn into final fantasy 7 remake but <laughs> hey colin and robert what? your ass is going to get sora waiting for kingdom hearts 3 to come out <laughs> my god why so anyway tangents on kingdom Turn hearts aside <laughs> tangents on kingdom hearts aside what bothers me the most about jrpgs in general is a lot of them do this thing right where they uh, more so i think action uh action focused jrpgs but they do this thing right where 
the the combat in the game starts off pretty clunky like it starts off as like purposefully clunky and it doesn't actually smoothen out until like halfway through the game like kingdom hearts is a really good example for that like kingdom hearts one especially yeah for sure like you're just okay let's tap the x button three times we're gonna do like these really oddly spaced out very awkward clunky feeling attacks and then but like by the end of like say kingdom hearts 2 you're like fucking flying ninja wizard like going everywhere (laughs) (laughs) yeah no by the end of kingdom hearts 2 you get a form that makes you a literal jedi master where your two keyblades are hovering you don't touch them you just kind of force them onto other beings so you're essentially a gundam at the end yeah, yeah. You turn into a you pretty much a god by the end of Kingdom Hearts two. You're right. so Super Saiyan, it, okay? That but that, well, all I'm saying is like even uh, when I was playing through uh, Tales of Zillia, Tales of Exilia, Zillia, whatever. I've heard it pronounced both ways. Um, like the beginning of that game, like yeah, it kind of started to grip me at the beginning because of the interesting characters and stuff. But like the battle system doesn't start to get really good until about halfway through. Um, because you, you start building up all the combos and you get high enough level where you can start doing all the, uh, the, the, I forget what they're called, like combo arts and things like that. Right. Um, yeah, but like by the end of the game, it's like, oh my God, this is insane because you can break out these huge combos and just destroy everything on the screen. And I guess that's kind of like the incentive to work towards that, right? To play through the game. It's just a natural progression, but it just gets kind of annoying the way it's, when it's done up like something like the original Kingdom Hearts where it's just <laughs> clunky as hell and it's like, ah, it kind of can turn you off from playing it. You know, well, Colin, I'm... Makes- Oh, go ahead. Oh, if it makes you feel any better, uh, Tales of Berseria does a thing where you, your combos are all four stages, and you just choose which face button you want to hit, and then you assign each face button like a skill. So, like, f- basically, you're looking at a four by four grid where like one axis is like what part of the combo you're in, and the other axis is what face button you want to press. You know, so you can assign. Oh, s- yes, yeah, so you can assign like sixteen different attacks on 16 different like face buttons of when you're pressing them like i know it kind of sounds a little bit complicated but like once you get into the game it's kind of like oh that makes sense so it's uh, like kind of like build your own combos like do combos your own way kind of thing is what it sounds yeah, like yeah yeah and um i mean of course at the beginning you kind of don't have that many arts but then um like 20 hours later you know i have almost enough unique arts to kind of like build the combos the way i want them right right yeah yeah um Hey, yeah, Colin. it sounds really cool. What's up? Uh, I know you are playing another JRPG as well, and we're kind of talking about like battle systems as well. Um, what's the yeah. combat like in I Am Setsuna? So yeah, so um, I have been playing I Am Setsuna this week. Uh, I've been playing it on the Nintendo Switch version, which uh, actually plays very nicely because I've heard that uh, the other portable version, which was the Vita version, was actually uh, has some frame rate issues, but that is non-existent on the Switch version. I'm happy to tell you. Um, but yeah, so I am Setsuna is, it plays a lot like Chrono Trigger gameplay wise, uh, straight up. It just it, like no humility whatsoever. Like it still calls them techs. <laughs> like, oh, wow. They go even that yeah. deep. Yeah. So like, huh. but, but the difference is they do change it up a little bit though. So like the difference is they limit the amount of techs you can actually have assigned to a character, uh, before battle. Um, so it's not like in like in Chrono Trigger where you have like the long list, like long big daddy list of text that you can choose from with all the different combinations with all the different characters in your party. Like it's not like that. You have, um, if I recall cor- correctly, you have like you can do like a command tech and then like a support tech, and then you can do uh, and then you have a third slot for either a support or command tech that you can have. So you can basically have three at once. Hmm. Um, 
per character so you basically got to build up your your, uh, you can have three characters in battle at once you basically got to build your characters right according to the battle that you're going into you got to strategize um and the the other difference is they do you can do like weapon tempering which allows you to upgrade your weapons um and and you can actually get brand new weapons and you can also do talismans which give you like some sort of stat boosts or uh fluxes as they call them um who who developed the game tokyo rpg factory what have they made in the past? I'm not familiar. Um, uh, I used to know some other stuff by them. Uh, this Robbie, isn't their first a, game, though. Can you can so yeah, it's not the first game. Can someone do a Google on that for me? Mm. Thank you. Um. Anyway, uh, yeah, they've made a, quite a few other, obviously by their name, RPGs. Um, oh, but really? I'm set, but that that the gameplay is kind of where the similarities between. Uh, it and Chrono Trigger kind of stop. Um, in terms, it's a completely different art style. Like it's not like pixel art or anything like that. Aside from like the little avatars they use in the menu screen, it's like uh, they have. It's like three D chibi type characters, and then but the uh, the environments are like hand painted, and it's it's really really nice to look at. It's really so pretty. It's like polygonal characters on a hand painted background. Kind of, sort of, yeah. Huh. Like only some of the environments are like completely hand painted. Some of the the environments are clearly polygonal, like uh, like the trees and things like that. Um, but it's it's just very very nice to look at. It's it's aesthetically pleasing, um, and like it's got some ni- it's got a nice piano driven score to it. It actually put, almost put me to sleep a couple times when I was playing it. <laughs> it's just like it's so calming. And it's so nice to listen to. I, I would sound- put it on. Is the soundtrack something I was gonna say? Is something you just listen to? Oh yeah, like I could easily just like chill out have like a cup of tea put on the i am sets in a soundtrack and just be relaxed cool um very nice uh but, just thought i'd jump in here for a second oh yeah, this is ahead. actually sure. their very first game is it yeah that's what i thought yeah i had a mm-hmm. feeling are they making anything else yes they're developing lost sphere right now although sphere is spelled differently um yeah that's kind of it and the game came out last huh. year right but it's kind of it was available at launch or at least close to launch on switch right yeah, well, yeah, close to it. Yeah, I actually actually um, I didn't want to download a copy, so I actually imported the Play Asia uh, Japanese version. But when you th- throw the cartridge in your Switch, it automatically translated translates it to uh, English. I remember them saying that at the Switch kind of launch party, right? Like every game will work on every yeah, system. No, yeah, no the region free thing. They tend yeah. to do that with uh with their portables in the past. So it's not really anything new, but since this is like a hybrid portable slash console, you know, I guess it seems kind of novel, but if you remember Wait, like I thought, all their I thought like DSs and 3DSs were all region locked. I thought they weren't, but we'll look at that anyways. Hmm. Anyway. Yeah. Um but yeah, so like the the game like overall, it, I mean it's fun game like I said it, it plays a lot like Chrono Trigger, like it's turn-based. Um, they throw a lot of different, like the enemies are very kind of like cutesy, at least at first, like you're fighting penguins and like seals and stuff. Yeah. It's all, it's all really cute. (laughs) Um, but I I think the most notable thing about the whole game definitely is like the story so far. The story so far is dark and it's kind of depressing. Like it's one Mm. of those things where it's just, it's just generally, there's just an overtone of sadness. (laughs) That's not like Chrono Trigger. (laughs) No. Like how many no. uh, how many hours in are you? Like four or five. Okay. So yeah, it's like just a genuine like ear of sad- sadness. Of course, there's like some lighthearted moments to like completely line up because it's it, it's not so sad that it's like wow. Like it's not to the levels of uh, like Hellblade, like you guys were talking about. Mm. Um, 
but it, it's definitely like just a. I don't know if I don't know if I want to spoil, spoil too much. Um, no, don't because but, I plan on playing yeah. this. Yeah, but I think it'd be a good um, game to have like on a portable like Switch, for instance. So I think it would fit there really well. Yeah, I agree. Yes, it is I it just, is a perfect game on the Switch. Yeah, I'm just sure. not a fan of that high forty dollar asking price. Damn. Uh, what? Yeah, yeah, for digital. Oh. Yeah, that's why I got a physical copy because the physical copy was the same price. Is it forty dollars yeah, on Steam right now? Mm, I'm not hundred percent on I'm that. I'm gonna one, search. Actually. I'm gonna search. I thought it was a thirty dollar right. game. No, and I know right now if you want to get a physical version, you're looking upwards of fifty dollars just because rarity. Yeah, it was a pretty low low print game. I was actually pretty lucky to get one. I I got got, uh no, actually I didn't get PlayAsia. I'm sorry. I it was uh Amazon.jp, and Mm -hmm. it is forty dollars on Steam, and the collector's edition is fifty dollars. I think the collector's edition comes with soundtrack or something like that. Ooh, that's nice. Yeah, Yeah, the soundtrack for oh, that's ooh, that's a lot. Yeah, I mean, I paid I paid forty forty five after shipping, and I, I mean, I think it's totally worth it, man. I'm really I mean, it's it. a Square Enix RPG, right? But when a game looks like this, I think sadly, the the expectation is that it'll be cheaper. Though, I'm not saying that's right or wrong, but I'm just saying you know you that's why that price tag kind of hurts a little bit because the the aesthetic of the game. Wouldn't you guys say so? Yeah, I can agree. With I that. yeah, it, I mean, it definitely looks like an indie title. I'll give you that, but it's like. I don't know. It's 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 shooting a little bit higher than that. I feel like. Okay. Cool. Fair enough. But yeah, good characters, good story, pretty cool art style, good music, pretty good. I'm looking and forward to playing sh- at some point. It's shorter too, right? For a JRPG. Yeah, it's like 15 to 20 hours. I want to say. Okay. Overall, the reviews are mostly positive. Recently, though, they're mixed. There's 12 of those recent reviews, so I don't know. I'm looking at some of the screenshots now, and even like the attacks in Chrono Trigger, like the 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 cross attack and all that they look straight out of Chrono Trigger so and the overworld and everything like that I mean isn't it explicitly said in the marketing that it's like inspired by the first yeah, line is. is inspired by the timeless classic Chrono Trigger <laughs> there you so, go yeah. yeah uh let's get into the next section of our little podcast though let's talk about some news because we have a lot of news it's been a hot news week Yeah, it has. Gamescom is... We're in the middle of it right now, I think, but still, a lot of news came out of it. But I first just wanted to throw a statistic at you guys that I think we'd all just kind of enjoy to talk about or just enjoy hearing and knowing. Okay. So, how many of you two, that's a bad way to phrase it, are familiar with the game (laughs) Brink? Oh, I remember it. I was actually excited for it when I first heard, heard about it. I was like, hey, look, uh, free running and shooting in first person shooter. It's cool. The trailers made it, sold it, man. That, that, I was hyped for that game. It kind of came out of nowhere, and I was like, yes, this looks incredible. The graphics look really good. So, funny fact about Brink for me it's the one and only game that I bought full price at GameStop. Or did I buy it at Kmart at the time? Can't remember. I think I actually got it at Kmart because I had like a $20 gift certificate or something. Anyways, mm-hmm. so I buy it. I take it home. I play it. And I decide within the first half hour that this is one of the worst games I've ever played in my entire life. <laughs> and oh, my God. the very next day, I took it to GameStop. The very next day. So I had so it wait, for so about 24 hours. Break, break it down for me. So what, I've never actually played it. So what was so bad about it? Brink it down for you? I'll brink it down. Well, yeah, yeah. We, we don't need to get too much into this. The, no, no, the don't, don't main, go crazy, but just... It just, your, like, it, it just... The feel. The feel was all wrong. It felt like it was an alpha still. It felt like it needed way more time in the oven. 
Yeah, I can agree with that. Wow. I played it too. I actually played it to completion. Ooh. And it, it doesn't get better. It really doesn't. It was horrible. Um, it was horrendous. Yeah, but so you remember it though, both of you, how it was like this new shooter that promised such great things Ugh. and didn't deliver that much. Much like right? another shooter that recently came out. Yes, much like Lawbreakers. Now, here's a fun little fact for you. Recently, for some reason, Brink went free to play on Steam. <gasps> I would be down for that if it's free. <laughs> I didn't even yeah, know it was on Steam. It's free to play on Steam Ooh. after it was released, what, like four plus years ago? Oh, like, way more than that. Yeah, it no, was, it was 2011. 11? Yeah, it was like six yeah, years ago. It was it was like PS3 360 generation. It was 2010, oh, yeah. 2011, right around there. Yeah. So, <laughs> I just I love this. I, I, I love this so I can't much. even believe that you're going to go with this. Why are okay, you bringing so, books? Okay. So, here we go. I'm looking at Steam charts right now, right? And what Steam charts does is it tracks like concurrent players uh-huh. hourly daily oh, etc so do you guys want to take bets on which of the two games have more players i think i know what you're gonna say already yeah okay. uh-huh yeah so <laughs> the 24 hour peak as of right now for lawbreakers 758 people <gasps> this 758? is 158 oh that's my like, God. That's this like is less 20 people days. In, a, in a middle school yeah this is three weeks after release of a brand new game that's been like kind of hyped up leading into it had two betas you know had tons of support has the name clifford blazinski on it switch over to brink 24 hour peak 2600 people damn damn which is also its all-time peak so apparently wasn't all that popular on steam to begin with no but the fact that the 24-hour peak of Brink, a game that's like six, seven years old that just went free-to-play, is more than almost triple, more than triple, actually, of Lawbreaker's 24-hour peak. Unreal. Yeah, it's pretty bad. Dude, un- wow. uh, Lawbreaker's is not going to bounce back. There's no bouncing back from this. There's no getting people, re-getting people, you know? like Yeah, it, it sounded like Battleborn too. I kind of thought that like a lot of, but even so much worse than Battleborn. But I kind of thought that there was going to be a contingent of really super diehard fans that were going to latch on and just really like dive so deep into the game that like you were just the most elite player ever of FPSs. And like you had to have this like elevated consciousness to fully enjoy the game or whatever elevated consciousness <laughs> and it's like it's not happening it no. like i there's going to be no this game is going to be free to play probably in less than six months like you said earlier robert mm-hmm. i mean but then again brink came back from having like 20 concurrent players a day to not having like literally a thousand or like a hundred times that well i'm considering having to go now that it's free to play i mean i'm considering yeah. revisiting it I, i'm sure there's some patches I, the reviews are all mixed for it right now but uh i mean is it fair though is it fair to compare the two one's free one's 30 bucks true but this is a game that's been dead for six and it was dead on arrival yeah. and remained dead for seven years yeah and what, only what, because it was announced to be free to play, it's beating out a game. I wonder what they're doing in the game. Are they selling hats? What are they? There's got to be some kind of like monetization I, model. I, I honestly kind of think they might not. Maybe I can't. I can't say for sure. But I know the developer of Brink. They have this one shooter on Steam that's free to play right now called Dirty Bomb. But there, they're monetizing it. Like there's a like you know basically heroes, and you can like buy loot crates to like roll whether you get a hero and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so they've got one free to play game they're monetizing. They could be maybe applying something similar to Brink, or maybe they just decided to put it on free to play. If Dirty Bombs making them so many uh, 
so many cash monies. I'll say one thing about Brink right now, just looking at the screenshots, the character models have not aged well at all. Mm-mm. They all look stupid. They all kind of look like the puppets in uh, Phil Collins' The Land of Confusion. <laughs> it's, it's not a good look. It's not a recommended art style. Yeah. So if you can get past that. But now it's free to play. I am I am considering just at least giving it a go. That's <laughs> well, what I can say for Lawbreakers. The power of free to play. Yes. Uh, speaking of free to play, uh, this morning, I think, I can't remember the name of the developer. Maybe you can help me out, Robert. But Shadow mm. Warrior? Oh, yeah. Uh, was free for 24 uh, fly, hours. Flying Hog Studios, I believe. Yeah. They, uh, Something that, Hog. That game is pretty solid, and it's free, and it's normally like 20, 30 bucks or something like that. And I was like, yeah, I'll get that. The the Shadow Warrior, not the original one from the 90s, but like the original new one. The original get new that, one, yeah. Yeah, you can get that on sale for like four bucks if you wait on a good Steam sale. Or free right now, which is what True. I did. Cool. But I don't know if uh, it'll still be free by the time this podcast goes up. No, sorry about your luck. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Rip. <laughs> um so what was it last night two nights ago uh super nintendo pre-orders went yes. live yes and then, fucking nowhere and then immediately stopped being live <laughs> i have such a story about this <laughs> if you guys would care to hear no nah, oh, please <laughs> did anyone get one either of no. you no I, I mean i'm not in the market for one i'm not i'm not going to buy one regardless oh it wasn't even like you weren't even deigning to have one no no nope. okay okay so i went the whole hog on this one and i remember a couple weeks back maybe a month or two robert you're like if you want one of these we talked about on the podcast you're like if you if someone's gonna want one of these they're gonna have to work harder than they ever worked to get a video game before in the past and i took that to heart and i was like he's right like this is all all the things (laughs) nintendo's gonna say yeah all the things nintendo has said about oh there's gonna be all this extra stock don't worry guys we got your back it's proven now 48 hours removed it was complete bullshit it's it's completely you there's no way you can get one now if you haven't gotten it you know in the short short windows that existed so what i did was i went to nowinstock.net or org or whatever it is i can't remember the name of the website look it up anyways it's a website that specializes in tracking these things that are hard to find like the switches the xbox one x's the the new amd radeon cards etc and of course the super the snes classic so what I did was, man, this is like involved, guys. I subscribed to the email alerts for it tracks all the stores that will have it. And when it come, when it kind of checks the website and if that page is live and you're able to get it up, like if you're and you're able to put it in your cart, it sends an alert to the whole group that subscribes to this chain. Not only did I do that, but I set up my email to if i get and it was the whole long list of instructions if if i get an email that's saying hey motherfucker snes is up at this time at this place it'll it'll forward just that email in a text form to my phone oh my god <laughs> i know dude this tunnel goes deep and it took a lot of setup i, I honestly it was probably five ten minutes but it's a lot of you know like technical like cut and paste this code here verify your phone here because who knew that you that i that i didn't know this did you guys know you could like send an email and you know to a certain address with depending on your phone carrier and it and it goes to it comes to you as a text i didn't even know that was possible right so i had to learn about all that and stuff and everyone has one apparently but so anyways long long story short (laughs) days later week or two later after i do that I'm I'm laying in bed and it's like uh, one o'clock in the morning 
and what was this monday right it's like one o'clock in the morning and i usually mute my my phone at night because of i don't want to be woken up you know when i have to wake up at 5 30 in the morning and so i some reason didn't remember to mute it um and i just hear this bring or whatever the sound is that i got a text and i'm like what the hell like i was angry i was like who is texting me right now it's one <laughs> o'clock in the morning and then i look it's robert texting you news yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> hey man did you hear about tales of serious pretty good <laughs> but but okay so i get so angry and um and so I look at it. I'm like, oh, shit. It was actually the one text like SNES Classic right now, BestBuy.com. You better hurry up. So I jump out of bed. I rub my eyes. I boot up the computer, which is all the way across the other side of the apartment. And I'm sitting there like very lazily like clicking like, go, go, go. Hurry up. Hurry up. <laughs> actually got one. But it was like very like Mission Impossible, like click like you never clicked before. Because I knew that it was going to be gone within 30 minutes. They were completely sold out. And, oh, it was more like five, dude. And and Walmart was like literally Walmart like sold out like they their pages live in, later in the day. They literally like sold out in like 60 seconds. And imagine like most of the people in the world like woke up the next day and found out like, oh, shit. Like, why would they release this at one o'clock in the in the morning? You know, it's like <laughs> almost you don't want anyone to know it happened. But throughout the day, period, periodically, all the other uh, vendors were, were getting their pages up. But like you said, they were going like that. And the scalpers instantly like that very same day had uh, SNES classics on eBay for like two hundred fifty, three hundred dollars. Like, get real, man. So I have one. Or I will have one on launch day, but man, it took some doing and it took some, some motivation of will to, to make, to, to will it into my, my ownership, I guess. I don't know if I'm even proud of this whole thing. I'm just so ashamed now (laughs) after the whole thing said and done. See, I've heard, uh, some shit surrounding this actually. So like, you know how you can, uh, on Amazon set up a product and like, what is not in stock? You can be like, Oh, just can you email me when it's in stock? Yeah. Right? Notify. Right. Yeah. Um, apparently what, like the, the page they had up previously about like the class SNES classics, uh, that was up and you know, you can go to that page and you can be like, Hey, let me know when this is in stock. Then when they posted on their website, they posted it as a whole new web page with a whole new product code. So the oh. like the hundreds, possibly thousands people that yeah. had it like notify me when it's live oh. didn't even get the notification. This is Amazon. Yeah, this is Amazon. Oh, uh, yeah. So that that, that really sucks. Um, I don't know. It's just like I'm convinced Nintendo doesn't want to make money. Like I'm just convinced. They have, yeah, they're just the most risk averse, you know, in the most Japanese kind of way company I've ever seen. If you look at them, it's like the switch is saving them for sure, but it's not like you can recover from, you know, what is it? Six years that the Wii U was their main console. You Mm -hmm. can't just recover from six years of basically not making any money with just like six months of the switch. Right. When it when it's still like kind of in the process of being rolled out to all the people who really want one, you know what I mean? Right. And when you have here an SNES classic, something that literally is printing money, and I doubt it's hard to make. Like what do you do? Let's let's like three D print an SNES, throw a Raspberry fucking Pi in there and load it up with these old ROMs that we have, because let's be honest, <laughs> we probably own the ROMs and we don't let anyone else own them. You know what they probably do? They probably and, just like open up all their old car- uh, copies of Super Mario World and just use that chipboard. <laughs> 
yeah and wrap it in the SNES shell they could run it all on that yeah it's just so stupid to me how it's like what's the point of this what is the point of this manufactured scarcity there is literally no reason no there's not and honestly if they were smart what they would do is they would take pre-orders and they would just make to order yeah i don't understand why they don't just do that just take like they would get hundreds of thousands millions of pre-orders on this console be like okay so like we have 10 million 15 million pre-orders on this damn stupid little thing that costs us next to nothing to manufacture so let's manufacture for every single one of these people and they're going to make money in all of that i don't know if they're doing it because of time like just taking up time and production i don't i don't see i don't understand the reasoning behind this at all like other than the fact that like like maybe they're just not thinking it through and they're just like okay so let's make like make artificial scarcity for this product that's in very very high demand so we can make a quick buck and try to make our money back from you know the money we were losing from the wii u era that's the only like possible explanation that i can maybe think of but i don't know you know i was thinking like this is a publicly traded company i would love to listen to some of those earnings calls because i can't imagine one of the some of the shareholders wouldn't say what happened with the nes classic we still have, you know, tens upon tens of thousands of people that are trying to buy this and they can't. I mean, I would hope someone would, you know, raise that concern because it's just literally the definition of leaving money on the table. Yeah. Because if yeah. the NES Classic, if I was waiting, I was naive. I was waiting. I was like, oh, well, clearly, like, you know, the first run is going to go and all the all the early adopters going to snag it up and the scalpers and all that. But eventually we're going to reach an equilibrium where I can just walk into a target and it's just on the shelf. And that's when I'll get it. I was willing to wait. That time never came. So and and another thing is too it's like why don't they take measures to stop scalpers from getting these fucking things? What can you do? You can't change. You can't do Dude, anything. Bands have bands have been fighting it with Ticketmaster for a long time now. Eddie they, Vedder they is not working for Nintendo. <laughs> well, I. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, damn it. Yeah, uh, yeah, fair enough. Yeah, who yeah. knows? But like, like Jeremy like, has spoken. Yeah, God, stop, please. <laughs> I can't handle all the puns. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, maybe you're just a woman behind a desk in a bar in a little town. Or whatever the hell the name of that song is. Anyway, yeah, yeah, reach behind ye- that little bar lady better. and get that NES classic yeah. out for me. Yeah. Anyway, so, like, uh, what what the the example that pops into my head is 21 Pilots did something like that when their tickets went on sale because they did the Tour de Columbus uh-huh. or whatever. Uh-huh. And all those tickets were selling out like a motherfucker. Right, right. Um, of course. Because they were playing at, like, some of the smallest venues here. Did they play and on a porch? They they played it. They played like <laughs> that the was basement. another Pearl Jam pun. I'm sorry. Oh my god! <laughs> Isn't it kind of funny though? How that kind of almost sounds like a real question you could ask about 21 Pilots. I know. Yeah, <laughs> and they played. Well, they played at the basement. The basement's yeah, a Co- venue. Yeah, and Colin just believes it. Like, yeah, yeah. I, I would just like, rolling with it. Might be. Um. Anyway, yeah, they played the barbecue too. Um. So they I, they did like some sort of co- code that you have to put in to even get access to like the ticket sales or whatever some some sort of code system that they use. It was really smart to prevent scalpers from getting a hold of their tickets, and then they released them like the they released the codes at like different increments of time, mm. uh, and they only put out like a handful of tickets out. I don't know the way they did it is like way smart. I don't understand why they don't do it for something like this to make sure that every, all the consumers are getting one in their hands because at this point they're just helping the scalpers out. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if it, that's like more so the website's fault or what or Nintendo's fault. I'm not sure, but I don't know, just it's to me it sounds like 
a pretty basic misunderstanding of supply and demand. Yeah, I mean, you know? Nintendo's a toy company first, and they're an actual business later. Like, you know what I mean? They they just make they focus on making the products, and they don't really worry about the sales part as much. That's what it seems like. I mean, yeah, how's that? How's that saying go? That's that saying go? Like, what is it? Like one time's an accident, twice is a pattern, and three times is like what a conspiracy? Fuck up. Yeah, like a conspiracy or something like that. This happened with certain amiibos. This happened with the NES Classic. It's happening right now. It happened with the Wii. It happens with the uh, Switch. Like, yeah. this is just Nintendo now. This is part of their brand. Unfortunately. Yep. This is where we are today. Uh, yeah. And, and here's the thing. GameStop recently came out and they're like, oh, guys, don't worry. We're going to have more. Uh, you can't pre-order anymore, but on launch day, we'll have some at each location. So good luck lining up five o'clock, you know, in the morning that day or whatever. Right. And, and well, did you see that? that uh, uh, is it Toys R Us? I think it's Toys R Us. That's literally they're not allowing pre-orders. You can only uh, go and get them on launch day. That's oh. interesting. Hmm. Yeah. Like they're just gonna have like a specific amount sent out to each store, and you can only—they're only doing that. You can only get them in the door. And when you do that, it's insane. like who wants it the hardest, you know? Like who's willing to wait the longest for this? Yeah, we're gonna <laughs> wait a month outside this Toys R Us. What I love, man, is the audacity of Think Geek and GameStop. Did you see this? They didn't waste one second putting out overpriced bundles. Yep. I saw that those already came and they went like fast and people are p- spending like 150, 160 dollars on, you know, some Zelda chessboard or something like don't get me wrong. This stuff sounds cool, but I just hate like being forced, you know, the idea of being forced to buy the stuff, you know, just but to how, get the NES class. How else will they free up that, that warehouse space, though, Jack? You know what? It's like, what's next? Like, are people going to, like, just use this as a tool to sell things that they need to sell? Like, are we just going to see Craigslist, like, like $2,000 cars for sale, but you get an SNES Classic, like, in the back seat? Like, you know what I mean? Like, what else can you, like, tie this stuff to? Yeah, to, what, the to best move? meme I saw today was, like, hey, look, a new SNES bundle. And it was, like, or SNES Classic bundle. It was an SNES Classic with, like, a, a, a riding lawnmower and a package of ground <laughs> chuck. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah, $4,000. It was over like, t- yeah, I'm actually really excited. You know, I'm glad I, I'm glad I did that. It was worth the time and effort. Uh, I, it did For something like that's going to sit on your shelf and look cool. I'm going to play. I mean, it, it have new features that a lot of people um, didn't really know about. It has that rewind has that right, uh, right. kind of save state mode, which is pretty cool. Yeah. And to me, like, honestly, it's all about, cause let's face it. I can play all those games whenever I want to right this very second. Um, but it's cool having the thing what has Star Fox 2 on it, I think. And I think they really worked on this ROM, or not ROM, but they worked on this code. You know, they actually, like, revisited it and optimized it. And so it's going to be a lot different than the ROMs that are floating out there right now. You know, mm-hmm. it's going to be actually a finished product. And I'm actually considering doing a video review of Star Fox 2 because, I mean, it's a it's a new SNES release for 2017. That's it's true. eligible for Game of the Year, guys. Eligible. <laughs> Telling you right eligible. now. Eligible. It's eligible. Jeez. It's a it's an actual release. So I actually am thinking about doing a video review. We'll see. Well, let's talk about something completely different. Let's talk about something that's actually successful. Um, <laughs> Player Unknown's <laughs> Battlegrounds, eight million sales. We were just talking not that long ago about it hitting four million. Yeah, and then what? like what mo- less than four weeks later, eight million sales. What is sure. going on? This thing is like rocket level, rocket league levels, you know, of success so mm-hmm. far, and it's not even out yet. It's not but, out yet, but hey, you good good it. on them. 
like player unknown mr brendan himself he is swimming in the money right now dude he's just uh, looking at it. it's like <laughs> yeah i mean granted this isn't, this isn't a 60 dollar release right it's like a what 30 40 dollar yeah. release mm-hmm. yeah um but it's still like that's imp- eight million sales that's very impressive and uh it's to the point where like microsoft is kind of they're having it in their um their early access or whatever they call it for the xbox right like that's gonna come yeah. out soon. Oh, really? Yeah. Um. So that's gonna be interesting to see, like, just how many more people will buy it once it's out on, uh, like, a single console. It's scary. Let alone yeah. If and or when it comes out on the PS4, it is going to be the launch game to get for Xbox One X. <laughs> that's gonna be it. <laughs> and and it's uh, Xbox Play Anywhere, so you can also play it on your PC after that. <laughs> uh-huh. nice, I'm playing nice. the Xbox Play Anywhere version of PUBG on my PC. Is that real? I don't know. I hope okay. not because okay. that'd be stupid. Probably not. Um, um, I love that they updated it recently and they are doing pretty well at keeping it updated. I love that they added the ability to honk your horn in your car. I've seen oh, it's these, my favorite thing. Yeah, really good videos of people just trolling streamers, like just going around and just honking constantly. It's so loud and, and obnoxious. It's it's really added a lot of entertainment and some new life into that game. I need to get back into that game, man. I've been lagging. I've been lacking for sure. I, uh, you know, I finished pretty consistently in the top 25 or so which you know i think is pretty good pretty solid yeah you know it'll happen one day that chicken dinner shall be shall be mine eventually Mm. do you remember the time robert earlier this year where i had to like sell you on a free copy of this game yeah (laughs) i had to sell you and you're like i don't know man i don't know if i'm gonna play it now you're now you're into it even more than me now yeah, pretty much. Uh, I, I remember I actually played... I mean, I haven't been playing it much recently either, actually. But I remember I played it after the horn update. So probably like last week or so. Okay. Um, and I just realized I defined that entire update by the horn. Exactly. Um, yeah. <laughs> so I was playing it with three of my other friends. And we got into a Jeep. And um, <laughs> I will never forget this moment. Because I'm normally not like hyper aggressive in that game. You know, I, I like to turtle a lot more in that game if I can mm-hmm. help it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I remember we were driving and then a, like uh, some people in like a sedan passed us, the Dacia or Dacia, whatever you want to call it. Some pe- some of them passed us. And I was like, oh, no, it's it's time. It's time to go. And then horns blaring, chasing <laughs> after them. Nos on like Mad Max level <laughs> shit going on. It what felt really God. good. <laughs> What's the button for the horn? Fire. Like the left mouse click. Oh. It's the same button you used to shoot. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> That's why it's so easy. Yeah, they make it so easy. <laughs> left click. Wow. That's it's a so good good. <laughs> So so Solid. I watched a uh it was a highlight reel of PUBG. It was just all nothing but like people just talking shit on campers and people just rage quitting. <laughs> it was just a five minute long video of people just screaming. You, listen, I don't care who gets triggered with this. You're not allowed to get mad at camping in that game. That's the yeah. game. Dude, they get That's people the get game. so genuinely angry. It's hilarious. It's like I, it's like this this guy was like walking, he was like walking into a house or whatever, and this guy's like sit of course just chilling in the corner. The guy walks in, he just shoots him right in the face. And he goes like, Oh, what the fuck you doing? What the fuck you doing, you pussy ass little fucking camper piece of shit pussy? Wow. Like Whoa. just fucking like throw in shade, dude. Like, <laughs> that's some kind of shade, man. Yeah, that's some really angry shade. I think we're gonna have to double our uh, explicit tag on this now. Two yeah, tags. we're explicitly explicit. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I kind of get the anger of camping because, like, back when I played Call of Duty and stuff, like, in high school or whatever, like, yeah, camping made me pissed. But, like, Call of Duty is such a different game. In, yeah, With, incredibly. Like, the, yeah. I can see it for that. But this game is designed, is based on stealth and exploration and hiding. You know, I don't know anyone that has just gone in and like just killed 95 people, you know, and like Rambo their whole way to it. Like to me, that's recipe for for losing. Exactly. So So, I'm glad to see that it's already so successful. Kind of makes me wonder how things are going to be when it actually launches. Uh, I guess we'll have to wait and see on that one. Even Uh, more cursing and N words thrown around, probably. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. That's a beautiful Uh, community of people there. It's a great collection. (laughs) Okay. Mm, turn off your mic and it doesn't matter uh so htc vive that one vr machine that i hear is probably like the most enhanced one uh having a permanent price drop it's gone down to 600 dollars, 599 very exciting so cheap do you have words to me it's just like okay well you know what that means like that means don't buy it now that means wait till freaking black friday you know, and who knows, it'll probably go down another hundred dollars there if, if you're waiting on that. I mean, obviously, it's it is the most complete out of the box VR solution. Um, it, this is a response to uh, Oculus Rift going to four hundred dollars. Right. But right. but this is still considered the superior VR headset. So I'm just I'm just looking forward to Black Friday, really, with this and, and to see how how low it goes. Um, I might pull the trigger. We'll see. I don't know. We'll have to see where funds are. At that time, but I just think it's telling that hey, it didn't take very long at all for VR to start getting a lot cheaper. I wouldn't say it's super affordable yet, but you know, it's it's definitely getting there. And PC and PC is already there. PC, you can have a VR a VR ready PC now instead of like fifteen hundred dollars. You can do one for five hundred dollars now, easy. Mm-hmm. I was actually um, there was I, I can't believe I didn't tell you guys. I don't think I told you guys, but uh, Amazon was holding a deal on PSVRs a few weeks back. Oh yeah. And you could get it was like for after this promo code and the sale that they had going on, you could get a PSVR with two games hmm. and a PlayStation camera thrown in for three hundred bucks. Wow! Any it's two games bad. or two specific games? It was uh, VR, the VR Worlds demo. Okay, and the uh, that comes with it for free. Anyways. Uh, uh, what was it? Uh, Until Dawn, Rush of Blood. Okay, uh, it's not a great game. So, and you would still need to buy the move controllers, I'm assuming. Yeah, but that if you get those used at a, game, a retro game store, you get them for like forty bucks a pair. Yeah. Okay. Um, but still, hey. like three forty though for two games and like and a free camera. The camera alone is like sixty, seventy bucks. Yeah, they met. Uh, they met demand with that. You know, take some notes, Nintendo. Like it was, <laughs> yeah. it was rare. You know, for a while it was hard to find, but they they met demand and now they're able to have the inventory to do these kind of discounts. Again, Black Friday. That's gonna look very attractive. Still, as someone who's tried all three of those headsets, PSVR still is the most comfortable of all of them, easily and very light and very glasses friendly too, which is surprising to me. Yeah, I think, like, I'm probably not going to pull the trigger on this Vive no matter what, but I do think we're kind of starting to get into that era where the software is catching up and there's, like, a reason to buy VR instead of just, like, to have VR. You know, because now there are, like, games that are coming out. I think Doom VFR is coming out, like, within the next year. Fallout. Um, All those dates got announced, actually. Oh, did they? Yeah, all all those Bethesda. Wait, say that again? Uh, Fallout, Doom, and Skyrim. Yeah, I don't have the dates in front of me, but I know that Bethesda did release them recently. So those are all okay. you know hardlined for release, and that's yeah. exciting. That is exciting. I think really, 
I I think that it is going to be time to actually recommend VR when these second gen headsets come out, when the next Oculus Rift comes out, when the next Rift comes out, and when hardware is affordable enough, like you were saying. I think that's going to be the time. That's going to be when it gets hot. Yeah, for sure. Ho- hopefully, I really hope so. <laughs> uh, so next on the docket, this is gonna. This is kind <gasps> of sad, but also I oh, think we all saw it coming. So hilarious. Well, Wait, did you think I was going to say something else? No, go ahead. Go ahead. Okay. Uh, so Mass Effect Andromeda. It is five months old and it's dead. In Somebody order a ripperoni pizza. Yep. <laughs> uh, BioWare and EA have officially announced that the patch they either just dropped or will soon drop uh, is the very last patch they will give to Mass Effect Andromeda. There's no going to be no single player DLC, um, which I hear is a shame because of people who beat the game. They're saying that there are a lot of storyline plot holes. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Which uh, EA is saying, yeah, we're going to continue the th- the story through like the comic books and like oh novels my God. and stuff. Jeez. Yeah. Really. Yeah. Okay. So they're, yeah. yeah, they're just, uh, in other words, they're just gonna put this. They're, they're just gonna put this one six feet under and be done with it. Are people? Yeah, they're trying to distance themselves really far from this game. Now, are people actually like playing the the multiplayer? Robert, can you confirm? I have no clue. Okay. And I don't really know a good way to check it. I don't really know a way to check origin stats. Oh, so man. another funny fact too is I think I was telling Robert this the other night when we were going out, but uh. I, I saw a picture of somebody posted one of the gaming Facebook groups I'm on. Uh, somebody posted a picture. It was just a whole bo- like long box full of PS4 and Xbox One copies of Andromeda <laughs> put into a Goodwill. Oh, yeah. is that a real photo or is that a troll? Like, it was a, a oh, it was completely real. Dude. Yeah, it was it was just a long box of copies of Andromeda in a Goodwill. Dude, this is going to be the next uh, video game that's like buried out in a desert next to old Atari copies of E.T., <laughs> They're going to dig kind these of. up in 20 years now. Yeah, and they're going to be like, guys, the game wasn't that bad. Okay, it's bad. It's so yeah, bad. Because, I mean, the thing is, like, I think this is definitive proof that we probably shouldn't expect a Mass Effect Andromeda 2 or even any new Mass Effect game for years. Yeah, oh, I mean, even I, that no, was I would say time. almost yeah. never. I mean, you know what I would like to see and would probably make sense and probably will happen now that I'm just thinking about this off the top of my head, but maybe a Telltale game. Telltale Mass Effect. Yeah, yeah, I could see that being a thing, and the and the budget would be probably doable for that, mm-hmm. you know. And I could I see can that see totally. It. Thing. I yeah. can see it. But so as there, far there, as the, like a, as far as an actual like Mass Effect Andromeda two or like something else with like a Pathfinder in it or something like, what such a shameful way to end the series. I mean, Mass Effect yeah. three had its problems. It did remedy it eventually, and at the end with all the DLC, it did become a complete game in my opinion. Um, it took some time, but man, it's just really sad because Mass Effect was one of my favorite franchises uh, from last generation. And Mass Effect 2 is, my, is definitely my top three, probably top five, top three, probably of uh, favorite games of last gen. Yeah, I, I, I don't. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, I didn't. I don't think it's going to be completely dead. I mean, at least not as long as we think it will be, because Mass Effect just has such a rabid fan base. Um, not anymore. I mean, yeah. Yeah, it kind of kills them off. But dude, you still, dude, you still got quite a few people that are willing to defend uh, Andromeda to their deathbeds. No company is going to publish this anymore. This this brand is toxic I, now. I mean, yeah, you're not wrong, but like, I mean, I just don't. 
at least I don't think it's going to take as long as we think. It's going to take a long time for, for if anyone comes around back around to it. But I definitely think there's going to be something to come out of it because no. people are just are going to be demanding it so much. Bioware is on Anthem now. They've long forgotten about this. We'll see a new Jade Empire or Knights <laughs> Old Republic before we see another Mass Effect. This is sad. I think Mass Effect is dead. And I hate sounding that pessimistic, but there's no way I think because think how expensive this game was and the next game eventually yeah. will have to be. No one's going to secure the funds for, to to finance that with the, with the way this game has has underperformed to say underperformed like this is one of the biggest disappointments in video games this year easily. Yeah, I can yeah. agree with that. And it's a shame, too, because Mass Effect, I've always felt, was one of those series where, like, you could show it to someone who's a non-gamer and who thinks just games are, like, lame and you just go about and kill people and whatever and it's stupid. But you can show the Mass Effect and be like, no, there's there's there are games out there that, sure, you go around and shoot people, but there's, like, a good story there with good lore. You know, like, you can sit there for a bit and get interested into yeah. what Mass Effect has to offer. Like, it builds a universe on par with, like, Star Wars and, you know, like, uh-huh. the Lord of the Rings and stuff. Yeah, I think you're absolutely right about that. It's one of those games where mm-hmm. people that are non-gamers can walk into a room and kind of get into and just sit there and just, like, enjoy it. You know, kind of just pop in anywhere because it's really the closest to Star Trek, I think, that a game, has, that a series has gotten besides being yeah. Star Trek. Um it's it's a shame, man. It, I I don't know it what is, to say, man. but to to really just bury it right six feet under five this this soon. They're like, you know what, guys? We just went through the numbers, and with as little as bad as this game selling, it's not worth it to us to invest the money to fix everything that needs to be fixed in this game. This is what they're saying. Mm-hmm. You know, the sales just tanked that far. So, man, rest in peace, Mass Effect. I I wish that this game was good enough for me to even try. <laughs> like I have like origin, right? I have uh what's it yep. called? Like EA vault or whatever. The EA origin. Access, yeah. EA access. Thank you. Access, I have yeah. that. And so I can play this game for 10 hours for free without even buying it. But now I think it's in the vault or it soon Maybe. will, or it okay. soon will be. Yeah. It soon will be anyways. But even so my point being is that the game's first 10 hours is free to me. And I, I still can't be bothered to even, mm-hmm. to even boot it up. It's even installed on my hard drive. I just haven't clicked play. I don't know. I've I've given that game like 20 hours of my life and I think it's it's something to do if you enjoy Dragon Age Inquisition cuz that all that game is just roam around in a big free world and ch- like tick a bunch of checkboxes mm-hmm. and that's exactly the same thing Andromeda is but with like good combat. Mm-hmm. So if you're looking for that itch, I think it's all right. But not for sixty bucks. You know, I think I I just remember this. I we might be overlooking the fact that Casey Hudson is back in power at ea and i can't imagine him not trying to redeem mass effect so who knows what's going to happen and we'll have to see yeah uh next in our list of news here we got madden 18 they got a long shot mode now which is like their new career mode or something where you get to play as an nfl boy from college to nfl if i remember right basically yeah yeah the summer doldrums are over Madden has come out and seen his shadow. Video games are happening again. 2017. It's always that marker for me, that part of the year where, okay, video games are back. You you know that as soon as Madden comes out, this is when all the video games are going to start coming out again around September, October time after that kind of summer break. So I'm excited about this. This is the This will be the first time I'm planning on buying this game. I can't believe I'm saying that. This will be the first time in, in roughly 11 years. 
that I will have bought a Madden game. I used to get them every single year. I used to be that guy. Um, but they with the Frostbite engine now, the game looking sharper than ever. With um, And then with the story mode, the single-player awesome idea. And, I, and from what I hear from reviews, it's executed very well. So I'm like, wow, there's a real reason now for me, a more casual NFL fan, to really get into this. Because I would actually be playing college football games if they were a thing, but we know how that ended. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't so, know. I think uh, it'll be interesting to see how this goes. Like, I'll say I'm someone who doesn't care about sports games. Period. Like, at at all. Period. Like, because I barely care about real sports in general. What about Blitzball um, and Final Fantasy X? I will cut you. <laughs> no, that's a terrible <laughs> game. That's not even really a sports so game. It's so awful. Yeah, no, it's yeah. really bad. God. It is bad. <laughs> no, it's but so... I will say... Oh. Uh, yeah, sorry, Colin. No, you're good. Uh, so I will say this long shot mode kind of is like is interesting because it kind of scratches that like telltale itch that I have because that's kind of what it's starting to sound like. Yes. And this along with the the funny stuff that's happening with NBA 2K18, I'm kind of like eh, sports games are all right. I guess they're fun. What's the funny stuff in NBA 2K? Oh, um, okay. Uh, I'm, I'm not going to say his name right, uh, but Kyrie Irving. Yeah, you Kyrie said it right. Irving. You said it right. Yeah. Ky- the new Kyrie Celtic. Irving. The new Celtic. The, yeah, the new Celtic. Um, he just got drafted away from the, the Cavs. Oh, and man. We're ESPN the day, now, guys. Yeah. The day he got drafted, um, NBA 2K18 was like, revealing our, our cover athlete of the year, <laughs> Kyrie Irving of the Cleveland Cavaliers. With him with yeah, the Cavs. Yeah, rocking his yeah. new jersey. Yeah, yeah. With yeah. Oh, wait. Does he have the Celtic jersey or the Cavs jersey? No, on? it was Cavs him with jersey. the Cavs jersey. They were oh. not expecting him to be drafted. They just released right. the cover art. Well, th- I saw that cover a couple weeks ago. In like a best oh, really? buy, yeah, in like a best well, buy, oh, like stand. No, yeah, that's right. It was it was out like a while ago, and then they tweeted out like the day that the draft happened. Like, oops, okay. And they like quote yeah, tweeted just says, like, "Whoops, yeah. yeah, oh yeah." I mean, yeah, yeah. I was, think how much millions of dollars they already spent in manufacturing, right? Like printing out all those CD jackets. Like, damn, yeah. Damn. I just oh, well, really what funny. can you do? Yeah. yeah, but yeah, that's the thing, man. Like this, uh, this whole turn in sports games getting getting uh, story modes. I think we talked about it a little bit before, but like, I I'm not really much for sports games in general but what i am a sucker for is a good old american freaking sports movie like i love Mm. me some remember the titans i love me Mm. some even some like gridiron gang with the rock and he takes those (laughs) juvie kids and he's like yeah we're gonna play football because we're the mustangs dude Um, necessary roughness you ever seen that football movie no but it sounds like i should scott no wait what's his name not scott bacula i think it sounds like a the guy from Quantum sounds- Leap is in it. <laughs> Kathy Ireland was their place kicker. Can, can awesome. you say the name of it again? Necessary Roughness? That sounds like a football porn video. <laughs> oh my god, it does. You're not you're not as far <laughs> off as you might think, but Oh no. Oh god. Is no, it, it, was like, right? it was like a is- ni- it was like a nineties comedy, and almost all movies that were comedies back then also had nudity in them too, consequently. I'm yeah, actually like, not uh, I'm actually not sure if that has any nudity in it. It's just so long ago. But that's just you know, 80s movies were ridiculous. Dude, honestly, though, you know, one of the grit, like, it's not even technically, I guess, a football movie, but one of the grittiest ones was, uh, you ever seen All the Right Moves? No. Tom Cruise? No. It's an 80s movie. One of the first movies he's ever acted in. Um, but it's, uh, it takes place in, like, Pittsburgh, whatever. It's, like, he plays football in high school, and it's about him, like, you know, going through high school, and he gets, like, a scholarship and hmm. whatever else. Well, anyway, it's, like, the way these these football scenes are, like, directed, right? is like just brutal you can tell like a lot of these dudes did like actually did these stunts 
and <laughs> people are just getting the shit kicked out of them. They're like digging into the mud and they're just covered from head to toe in mud. And like, there's some times where you think, dude, like bones had to have been broken. And <laughs> there's no CTE. Like, yeah. This is like yeah. back in the days of Jackie Chan. Like people just go to the hospital after every take. Like it's just a given. <laughs> dude, it's fine. Yeah. yeah. Like it's just a, like it's an 80s as hell movie. Like it's pretty cheesy. It's definitely worth watching though. If you, you know, I know you like 80s movies, Jack. <laughs> yes. So like definitely check. It's even got the the awesome 80s soundtrack to it. Like okay. you got all the right moves, like things like that. Yeah, dude. It's it's so great. I'm like the one I'm um, hearing. I'm like the one hearing. Have you guys speaking of sports movies? Have you guys ever seen uh, uh, Any Given Sunday? With Jamie Foxx in it and Al Pacino as a head coach. Yes. Very so, long time uh, ago. Right, but this, yeah. let me, Robert, let me just tell you this one scene real quick. It's a really brutal like injury. And this guy's like grabbing his face and all that. And then the, the <laughs> announcers are like, oh, wait, no, no. It, it, so the guy's like bloody and stuff. He's holding his face. And this is after a tackle. And then the camera literally zooms in to his eyeball on the football field. <laughs> It's the most random, craziest crap. And then the dude, and then the announcer is like, it appears he has an injury to his eye. (laughs) Just like so dry like that. Just like, they don't give a shit. It's it's so stupid over the top, man. Al Pacino actually does have a really cool um, uh, motivational speech scene in that movie, but it's it's so ridiculous. Well, Mm. yeah, anyway, yes, I love sports movies. But anyway, to tie it back, um, the way that they're going with this long shot mode is just like that's what it's hitting for me it's like it's a yeah, modern day football movie <laughs> yeah it's a modern day football movie yes, man. like yeah it, it's exactly what it is and it's got some like some drama in there and they do it just like a telltale game like i watched like the first 20 minutes of it on ign and i was like it actually Spoilers. hooked me like, i thought what's that you spoiled it uh, did i i don't know for no it's like for yourself for colin's self yeah <laughs> Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, I watched the first 20 minutes. There wasn't like a terribly huge amount of spoilers. And I just wanted to get an idea to see if it was actually worth playing. Um, And like so far, yeah, it hit me in like the same spots as like a, you know, beyond two souls type of game or something like that. that. Yeah. Yeah. That's good to hear. Definitely not like cheesy acting like Jason or anything like that. You know, no, it Uh, looks like it's very heavily influenced by uh, Friday Night Lights. Um, I can see that kind of in what I've seen so far. But again, I'm trying to like not watch too much of it ever since I just determined like, okay, if this is like good, I'm just going to get this game. But mm-hmm. how do you guys feel about this? This is more important to me as far as like video games overall. This game is on a very slippery slope with me because traditionally, I'll just ask you guys, what day of the week do video games come out? Tuesdays. Exactly. Pretty much everyone knows that. At least, you know, if you bought a couple games, you 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 were like, oh shit, those were both Tuesdays. But this game, I don't know if this is the first one to do it, but it definitely will not be the last. If you want to play Madden, the actual game, the regular version of the game comes out this Friday. However, if you want to pony up 20 extra dollars for the GOAT, the greatest of all time version, with Tom Brady screaming on the cover instead of just standing there... Um, they'll get oh they'll sell you that and they, oh just give us a little extra twenty dollars so you can play it Tuesday. So how do you That's guys feel stupid. about that? Because that is so disgusting to me. That's stupid and anti-consumer. Three days earlier, just pay us twenty more dollars. Yeah, they'll give you all this other digital good stuff, but it's like we all know that the game comes out Tuesday, and you're telling me that the the greatest of all time version is in stores Tuesday, and the regular one isn't right behind it on the shelf. Bullshit. Yeah, that's uh, that's some shit that like not as bad obviously, but that's some shit like Call of Duty pulled. 
They had uh, when they came out with like Advanced Warfare, they had like the Day Zero edition, yeah, which was that. like you could play the game a day early, or like if you pre-order. I think even the latest Call of Duty, if you play, if you pre-order the latest Call of Duty right now, if you pre-order Call of Duty World War Two, you can get access to the beta if you have it pre-ordered. Man. And you can actually, and if you have it pre-ordered, I don't know if it's a certain edition or if it's a standard edition, but you get to play it a day early, some some way, shape, or form. It's just gross. Yeah. I really hate this yeah. new practice, and it's becoming regular, and I think people are becoming uh, desensitized to this practice, but... I, I actually considered, like, maybe I should get that greatest of all time version. Maybe I should spend the extra money so I can talk about this on the podcast. But I'm like, no, I'm not That's doing the, it. Yeah, no, it's talk dumb. with it. Yeah, speak with yeah. your wallet, man. I think um, the only, like, the sort of devil's advocate I can see is that usually sports games are, like, no offense, but kind of geared toward the more casual gaming player base. Sure. Like, the people who play, like, Dark Souls and, like, you know, sure. games like that, they don't play football games or anything. Like, I know people who own a PS4 or an Xbox One, but then they're like, yeah, no, it's like my FIFA machine. It's my Madden machine. Mm-hmm. You know, like, I don't know. Oh, a million percent. The- yeah. Yeah. So, like, those are the kind of people where they wouldn't think like us, like, $20 extra to play it four or three days early. That's stupid. They'd be like, oh, sweet. I get to play it sooner. You know? Like, I know. And that is so. It's annoying. <sighs> yeah. And it's so true, too. Yeah. I guarantee. I guarantee that there's somewhere in the, somewhere in this apartment complex, someone owns a copy of Madden 18 right now, the GOAT that, edition. That's why oh, EA is doing yep. this is because it works, and that's what is the shittiest part about it, is it's mm-hmm. working. Uh, let's talk about things that aren't working. Do we want to talk about Come the faces on. of Shenmue 3? Come on! <laughs> I always what look for the doing? good segues. <laughs> okay, I just saw that trailer before before this podcast, and it looked weird. It did look weird. There's lighting, you know, <laughs> effects in it that look a little off. The character models look... It's strange because what do you want? Okay? What do you want in a Shenmue 3? The, the character models look kind of like they're straight out of the Dreamcast and Xbox version, just up mm-hmm. a little bit. But, like, they almost look too old. Right? They don't look yeah. modern enough. It's It's a weird thing. But my question to you is... So, I'm assuming there's criticism on, on the look of the game. Just based on what you're saying, yeah. So, so what do you want? So because um, look at because would... look at uh, just as a quick example, look at um. We don't have to look any further back than last week with Sonic Mania. Yeah, very so, faithful to the original. Honestly, me personally, me personally, I, both of you, I don't give a shit if they still use the Dreamcast graphics, as long mm-hmm. as it was a, a good game. You know, and it, it did what it needed to do. Just up and then 16 by but 9. knowing what I know, I don't know if uh, you've, you you uh, saw the interview that Yu Suzuki did, but we, me and Robert were talking about it a little bit before the podcast. I haven't seen it, no. Um, so Yu Suzuki was saying in an interview uh, at Gamescom that apparently before they made that trailer, they had actually completely taken out the facial animations from the game. Um, because they're they're re they're fixing them they're re implementing them like brand new Ooh, ones. It looks like yeah. it. Now I'm scared. This is going to be a Mass Effect Andromeda all over again. <laughs> no, Say well, it so, isn't so, you Suzuki. Please. I mean, they have like a long time for this game to be in the oven yet. So they're like, running they, out of money, aren't they? I mean, no. They actually just partnered up with Deep Silver to publish the game. So I actually, actually did see that logo. Money. Yeah, I actually yeah. did see that logo at the end. So like, why did they even do a Kickstarter then? Uh, so they, I mean, they had a Kickstarter. <laughs> they, I mean, it's not like they knew they were going to be with Deep Silver right off the bat. Mm-hmm. 
but like obviously they knew they were going to be they probably knew that they were going to need more money than they uh, initially thought so maybe they teamed up with Deep Silver to publish it well and obviously the publisher is going to cover distribution and all that too right so mm-hmm. um, so yeah they, they, they that's what they said they said that uh, they took out the facial animations and they decided to do a trailer without them for some reason um, which is really weird <laughs> which really, really sh- weird thought yeah which but, really yeah. shows off their faces too really close yeah but th- th- this game we still probably got another two years on this game yet so so it's gonna take yeah. longer than the original shit oh no well, never mind shit move the first one took like 12 years <laughs> yeah so I, never mean, mind. Yeah, I feel like yeah i feel like we got a while on this game and I, i'm not too worried about it just yet so i never played yeah. two for I, me I've, i haven't played either of them to, to be oh, completely honest with you yeah i've never played either as well and i'm kind of well, not really interested so what you're saying I, is that well, i have a dreamcast so what, I'm, what I'm you like guys are saying one is that what you are saying is that I'm the only one of the three of us to spend hours searching for sailors in Tokyo? I guess so. In a video game, yes. Okay. <laughs> As for your personal life, we'll, so, we'll, to be, so that's to be what determined. you did in Seoul. <laughs> to be determined. Oh, man. Yeah, okay. I, you I don't know, know I, man. I'm, I'm waiting because I heard a rumor that they were going to do an HD remaster or something of the original Shenmue 1 and 2. But like I can, I have a Dreamcast set up in my living room right now, and I got it all fancy schmancy with the VGA cables and all that right, stuff. Right. Um, so I can go get a copy whenever I have money, but it's still going to run me like forty, forty-five bucks for a copy of Shenmue. So, mm. uh, okay. So moving on. Uh, I know we talk about Overwatch every week, and <laughs> I I don't know how to feel about that to be honest. But it's like they just keep keep coming out with like new stuff every week. It's God, incredible. you guys are your shitty games. I tell you what. You never yeah, even played Overwatch, yeah. dude. <laughs> <laughs> I played the beta, um, okay? It's totally the same thing. Uh, yeah, it's the same game it was back then. Uh, so on they PS4. Revealed, they revealed another brand new map, and this is a escort map called Junker Town. It's going to mm. be set in Junkrat's hometown area, which is pretty cool. I'm actually pretty excited about that. And, uh, and Roadhog lives there, too, I'm pretty sure. He, he lives there, but that's not his hometown, actually. Is it not? No, he's from New Zealand. Roadhog is. Yes. Interesting. Okay. Mm-hmm. You would know these um, things for whatever reason. I just okay, trust everything I, you say about Overwatch. Yeah, I like lore. What can I okay. say? And did you know Mercy is actually a man? I don't believe you. There, there you go. <laughs> um, so, yeah, when they revealed this map, I actually kind of really liked it because they, they revealed, well, they had like a video trailer for it as well with Junkrat's plan to like steal or like uh, kill the queen, basically, right? Or like take the gold. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I thought that was like really fun. It was. I'm really happy they did that for the map because Junkrat is like one of my favorite characters in that game. Yeah. In terms of like a character, not necessarily to play, but he's just really fun and crazy. Yeah, I know you're a um, big Joker fan. I feel like there's some parallels there between those two characters. Most definitely, yeah. And I've seen a couple bits of footage of uh, people playing the map on the PTR, like from Gamescom and stuff. And the map actually looks pretty fun. It's got like a lot of high ground and like a lot of sideways to go. Lots of flanking routes. Yeah, I'm looks looking. Good. I'm looking forward to actually seeing those videos as well. I haven't seen any gameplay, but I have seen like the uh, video that shows them touring. Uh, just kind of doing flyovers of the mm-hmm. of the map. Um, did you see? I I saw real quick on Twitter or something this morning that like Jeff Kaplan and Overwatch. I'm not sure if this is a joke, but I think they like apologize to the whole country of Australia because uh, <laughs> there's a sign like there's like a fast food um, store or whatever somewhere on the map, and the sign says like uh, takeout 
or whatever in like neon sign and like it's actually everyone in australia was like that's american here we say take away it was like and it became a big <laughs> oh thing oh my god and then he really? came out and he's like yeah and he goes i'm very sorry we will fix this in a new patch literally that's pretty great so it's take oh away god. in australia yeah so you're not getting anything by australia <laughs> Yes, but That's good stuff. And then I have a question, okay, about Roadhog. Yes. This is a serious question here. I'm not joking. He's a he's he's got two legs. He stands upright. He has two arms. Okay, uh-huh. he has that mask on that looks mm-hmm. like a pig. Is he a man with a pig mask, or is he a pig? Like, is his head a pig's head with like a human body? <laughs> Or is he like, like, which is it? I've never seen it without his and, mask. And you're serious. I'm de- Do you know the answer? I'm serious. I want to yes, know. Yes, it's just a mask. It's just a I dude think, with a pig mask. I, oh, I think in oh, the lore. Na- so condescend like, to me then. Like, oh, you dummy. Yeah. You don't know what. It's a serious question. I mean, I <laughs> he think looks like a lore, pig. If I remember right, like something happened to him where like part of his face was burned or something like that. So he just always wears a mask. But it's just a pig shaped mask. Yeah, like what are you telling me when you're using like the Mako skin on Roadhog? He's like part shark now. I've never used that skin. I don't know. I, I don't play. Enough. I don't play a lot of Roadhog, and it doesn't look uh, like with that patch nerf. It doesn't look like I'm going to anytime soon either. So, so he's yeah, a regular well, I mean, dude just with a, a mask of an animal shape. Basically, yeah. Okay. Okay. He's basically mm-hmm. in Slipknot. <laughs> yes. Essentially. Okay. Um, and then also today they released their new animated short, 10 minutes long. I think the longest animated short they've released, uh, featuring May. It's going to be May. It's going to be May. You two saw it before we did this podcast. How do you guys feel? Lie down. Try not to cry. Cry a lot. (laughs) (laughs) See, uh, I actually, it went by faster than I thought it would. Uh, when it was over, I was like, Oh, is that already 10 minutes? Like, wow. Like I was getting genuinely into the story. Every time I see one of these, I'm like, please blizzard just make a full-length feature film like the actual studio that's putting these shorts out i would watch a full movie based you know yeah, with, with that here. it would be so cool um i think i inoculated myself a little bit with this short because i heard that it was like heartbreaking and then i was like ready for it but should we just spoil it should we just say what happens no i don't think so um i mean it just came out today when this podcast is published it'll be a day old you know what i mean okay. like I give it time. What I'll say is, um, I guess the part that where people were really supposed to think is sad. Like, there's a very obvious reason why it's not sad if you like actually think about it logically. So that's all I'll say. If we're not going to mm-hmm. spoil it, so it, so it wasn't that sad to me. Yeah. Point. Yeah, I I don't know. I found it kind of sad, like sadder than I expected it to be. Because as I know, May May is kind of like you know, oh that bitch. Because whenever you play against her, right, it's like really annoying. You know, you get frozen, yeah. and then she shoots you in the head, and it's like, hello. She's this total and troll it, character. Yeah, it's great. Yeah, it, it's she's gone through this history of just like I hate playing against the May, but then it's like, oh yeah, she's a character with a backstory too. You know, like the short mm-hmm. kind of reminded me of that. I thought that was kind of fun. Yeah, no, it, it was great and you really like get to know the characters really well in these animated shorts. My favorite still probably is Genji and Hanzo. Um, mm. And then Bastion is probably a close second, but I would hope, I think we talked about this earlier, but I, I would hope they do one for every character eventually. Eventually. Yeah. Hopefully that'd be super cool. Mm-hmm. And then put them out on, in one package on one Blu-ray. Hey, that would sell. There you go. That's is, their feature film. Our Blu-ray is going to still be a thing <laughs> by the time that We're happens. We're actually going to go back. We're yeah. going to go back to HD DVD. Actually. Yeah, HD DVD. Yeah, man. 
I didn't awesome. even know that was a thing until a few months ago. Oof. It's still not Wait, a thing. Wait, no, not... I'm sorry, not HD DVD. I'm not talking... I'm thinking of... Uh, Laserdisc? Uh, no, it's... Uh, Cassettes? No, uh, video video D or video CD, which was oh, before DVDs, geez. but after VHS. Yeah, you can only put and like it, thirty minutes of like four eighty p video on it. Yeah, Oof. and then actually before that, there was actually HD VHS. Believe it or not, hmm. that is a thing. Betamax, right? Isn't that what that was? No, Betamax was pre uh, VHS. Actually, Ugh. okay, I never watched an HD VHS. Yeah, mm-hmm. because they they nobody had them and they were very expensive for the time that they were a thing. So, okay. So I kind of wanted to tell you guys about uh, We Happy Few. What's been happening with that game recently? Why? Uh, because it's some shit. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> they recently uh, paired up with a publisher, I believe. Um, gearbox do a little so bit of, do a little bit of background on this because i just remember seeing this game at e3 maybe one or two years ago i thought it looked like okay. bioshock it actually had at that e3 uh when it debuted it actually had some pretty good will behind it there was some buzz behind this game so like give a little backstory yeah. here because i'm not okay. intimately familiar with this all right so i'll back up a bit um as for uh just general reference i did kickstart this game so oh. take my bias as you will um, I did kickstart Shenmue 3, so I guess I already have a copy of that oh. coming. Yeah, there you go. I'm part of the um, problem. <laughs> so yeah, I did kickstart We Happy Few uh, with the understanding that this was going to kind of be an indie game by Compulsion Games, and it's basically like kind of 1984 Brave New Worldy, if you've ever read those books. Uh, hmm. So essentially, everyone's on this drug called Joy, so everyone's manufactured to be happy. Mm. Um, but like that's that's all you need in life, you know? Just take your drugs and be happy. Um, your character kind of suddenly realizes like, how about no? Uh, so everyone calls him a downer. They send him to the slums and now like through some story that they're still in the middle of writing, they're going to have you go through like the area where everyone takes the drugs to be happy. And, you know, it's up to you to decide what you're going to do. And it's like, I don't know. It's weird. They sell this as like a game with a really good story. And I think that's what caught everyone during E3. Like, if I don't remember if the trailer showed that part, but there's a part where, like, um, you you walk into another person's office, and it's like this person was just coming back after a long time in the hospital or something. Um, and you see, like, banners saying, welcome back, but you know that the W, E, and L are falling off. And when you open the door, they all fall off. So all it just says is, come back. Hmm. which is like pretty haunting and mm-hmm. then there's that scene with the like the pinata and then you hit the pinata and it's actually a rat and everyone's eating the rat guts instead of candy Ugh. but they all see it as candy oh yeah dark. so it's got like yeah it's got really good like haunting stuff to it but when they released it on early access it was just the survival game so it kind of lost oh, yeah. everything that gave it that kind of vibe yeah yeah because i remember being really sold on it on like whoa that's like that's some good shit like that's right up my alley because like 1984 and baby new world are some of my favorite books okay so i was like man this is this is like in video game form and instead it's a survival game Mm. for a while it's minecraft Um, they've added yeah they've added stuff where like you're managing your happiness and whatever and like it seems cool i haven't jumped into that game in like a year um but they recently gave it a new update and they said that this update is the last one until they officially release it on April 13, 2018. Mm. Uh, also, we're pairing up with the publisher, Gearbox, 
And instead of selling the game for $30, we're going to sell it for $60 because it's going to apparently be a full AAA release in the next six months. Wow. Well, all right. Yeah. yeah. So, um, I don't know. There are, there are people who are like kind of angry at them for this. Cause you know, it's like for a long time, it just seemed like an indie game that was going to be sold for 30 bucks. And all of a sudden they're changing it up and pairing up with gearbox, which by the way, probably not the best choice. Yeah. They don't have <laughs> the most sparkling track record of, as we've explored previously. Yeah. So that's a little rough, but here's the kicker. And I think you two will love this. Can you can you just like guess what's in the collector's edition that's running for $150? So, I have a guess. The, like the main and I don't know. Um but the the main enemies have like these really creepy white masks on that make them like kind of yeah. fake smile and stuff and it's just really off-putting. Kind of like a sadistic mime almost kind of mask. Mm-hmm. So maybe one of those? Yep. A replica oh, of really? that. Yes. Oh, okay. Any other guesses? And you know why that's a that's kind of a low uh, hanging fruit because like Dishonored, you know, kind of had that mask right. too. So that's kind of where I got that concept. Right. Is it uh, you know, like the standard soundtrack and art book kind of deal too? Yep, a vinyl soundtrack. Mm. Vinyl comes with it. Yeah, cool. vinyl. Bioshock um, Two had a vinyl. Yeah, yes, and they're did. also throwing in a lamp and an alarm clock. But uh, what do you, do you think something's missing from that list? Wait, hold on, hold on. You said they're throwing in a lamp and an alarm clock. Are you joking? Yeah. No, for real. What? Yeah. Wait, but is is this one of those shitty collector's editions where they don't give you a copy of the fucking game? Oh, right. The game. Uh, huh. Huh. Hmm. I told you that was a thing. It's real. Yeah. Battlefield yeah. 1 did that. Yeah, and their reasoning for not throwing the game in the collector's edition is that so early access players can purchase the collector's edition separately without having to own two copies of the game. Oh, good on you. Yeah, that's smart of them. Great job. Yeah. And what is this, $200 you said? $150. 150 Wow. So $200 once you, or more than $200 once you buy the game. Right. You're going to $230 after tax probably. Mm -hmm. For this game that like I forgot about completely. If you have it in early access, you'll get a copy of the game for free. So I guess you're saving yourself 30 bucks for being an early adopter. But when's it coming uh, out? Uh, April 2018. Oh, next month or next year. Okay. Next uh, year, yeah. Mm, I, I don't think so. <laughs> I, I just, don't I don't know. It just seemed, it seemed good. It just seems like, like it's in development turmoil right now. You know? Yeah, I I just had so much excitement for the game. I'm hoping that when it officially comes out, that the story will be worth the wait because I think that's going to be the strongest selling point of this game. Okay. But man, I don't know. It's it's going through some things that are making people nervous, including me. Me too. And I don't know. It's on PC, right? As well. It's on PC. Okay. And it's... Xbox and PS4. It will be on Xbox and PS4. Okay. Well, there's another game coming to PC. Yep. Do you guys see the news? I did. And your thoughts? Well, let's say what it is first, Robert. Uh, the Final Fantasy 15 Windows yes. Edition. Oh, wait. <laughs> pick the pick the uh, needle off the record when you say Windows Edition. Like, like, like what? Yeah, Windows Edition. <laughs> what? Yep, coming out early 2018. Dude, I'm so excited. Have you guys seen the trailer? Yeah. It looks pretty cool. I'm bittersweet on this because I had the game. I, it was given to me as a gift very generously uh, last Christmas for PlayStation 4. And the whole time I was like, you know, I was like, man, this game looks good, but it should be coming on PC. It should be. There was not word one about it 
really. But yeah. Final Fantasy obviously has history of coming to PC. Um, I can't even think of one that isn't on PC right now, if you guys can. Like, in the core line of Final Fantasy games. Anyways. Um, yeah. Well, 12 yet. But, like, it's pretty much a foregone conclusion, right? That that'll come. Right. But um, but then this got announced, and it has the full suite of uh, NVIDIA Gameworks. Uh, so there's going to be, like hair effects or tress effects or whatever the hell they call it right <laughs> yeah. yeah and it's and ridiculous. you know so that'll destroy your frame rate basically but man yeah, i can only imagine man yeah i can only imagine how good this game is going to look on pc especially I'm, I'm really keeping my fingers crossed for 16 by 9 i can tell you this once it's on pc if square doesn't support 16 by 9 or i'm sorry 21 by 9 if they don't support that ultra widescreen aspect ratio it'll just get patched in by someone in the fan base which is the yeah. beauty of pc so I am so hyped for this, but now it's like, oh, well now I feel bad because I have this gift and now I have, you know, I'm considering it, you know, turning it in for some credit or something on for something stupid, you know, like I'm just like, ah, right. I got this game sitting here on my shelf. Do I even play it anymore when I know I'm going to play it on PC? Yeah. See, I remember I played that game and I logged in like 97 hours into it because I like, I wow. really enjoyed it yeah, like, to the point great. where I, yeah, like I did all the like end game dungeons, which by the way, don't do them. It's a waste of 40 hours of your life. It's just yeah. not worth doing it. But, um, I told myself I'd play the game again after all the DLC is out. Mm. And I think by December, all the important DLC will be out. Cause let's be honest, comrades is probably not going to be good. Um, but yeah, they're going to have all the like episodes that are featuring like your other three boys where you play as them. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm glad that the PC version is going to be having all of that in with it. I don't know if you read, you guys read that, but yeah, it's going to be coming with all of the nice. DLC that's and stuff. How, that's how it should be. This is basically for people kind of not really familiar with Final Fantasy 15. It's essentially a, uh, J-pop boy band <laughs> that goes on a road trip. <laughs> And it's yeah. awesome. And yep. you're in a car. You're driving cross country. Everyone's wearing leather. So much leather. So many swords. Mm. So much. So much stupidness. <laughs> so much bronis. So many going spiky on. hairdos. Yeah. So many it's, zippers it's and buckles. Pretty. Pretty great, though. Honestly, yeah. no. I say this um, lovingly. Yeah. So I'm pretty excited to see it come to PC because now I think when I'm going to play through it again with all the DLC, I'm probably going to play it on PC. Let's be honest. Because yeah. the thing that Final Fantasy 15 really lacked when it like even now is the like the console to make it play at a proper frame rate. Right. And I, you know, unless you had a PS4 Pro. Right. And but still, that's 1080p upscaled 4K. That's not native 4K like this right. PC version is going to be. So for people with 4K monitors or TVs like this is you know, going to be worth it, I think. And, yeah, and I'm not nearly we, as far into the game as you are, Robert. So I'm definitely going to be looking yeah. forward to it. You guys uh, better we, clear some space on that or some space on that hard drive though. Yeah. I was going to say, can we talk about the size of the game? I don't know. Allegedly? What is it? Um, Take bets. I'm curious. Okay, okay. Keep guessing. 120 gig. Higher. What? Higher than 120. <laughs> I thought it was going to be like way. I thought you were going to like, look at me like, no way. <laughs> higher than 100 dude (laughs) metal gear solid 5 is like only 60 and that game is massive Uh uh-huh higher Mm -hmm. do you know too colin you already know yeah i know yeah i know Uh, 160 10 more 170 gig for one game Uh uh-huh unreal dude so that will literally not be able to fit on some people's hard drives yeah (laughs) if you have a solid state one right like oh it's Damn. <laughs> is that real it's it's a legend 
Okay. I don't know if it's like 100% confirmed, but that's what a lot of people are reporting. I can't imagine. Square. What is like, what is the cost going to be to host those downloads for millions of people? Couldn't tell you, Unreal. man. It's insane. Dude, Square, it's like there's a little thing called compression. <laughs> Learn it. Yeah, or I, I'm willing to bet that those are like 4K and 8K textures maybe even that they're just bundling in. Like you have to download them no matter what. You know, like even if you have a computer that can't run the game at wow. like super high textures, uh, uh, watch but, watch them like do what they did back in Super Nintendo and just charge eighty dollars for the game because <laughs> it takes up so much space. That, yeah, that's seriously. what Final Fantasy. I don't know if you guys know that, but that's what Final Fantasy three and like Chrono Trigger. They were like eighty ninety dollars back in the day, Yeesh. and no one bad an eye really. Dude, that would take like probably two or three days for me to download that. Like, <laughs> <laughs> you're on dial up still. God, 56k modem. Yeah, I don't want to make uh, too big of a deal of this, but did you guys also see the pocket edition? What? Hooray. What? What are you talking about? The pocket there, edition. There, there's going to be a Final Fantasy 15 pocket edition that, that you can play right on your phone. Oh, <laughs> your eyes just lit up, Jack. Wow, I didn't know that was a thing. Hey, yeah, the yeah no, it's it's like weird, chibi but tall versions of the characters. Will, will honestly, this link to Final Fantasy 15? Uh, I, I don't know if it's like supposed to be a retelling of the story, but like the trailer is of the beginning scene, you know, where their car's broken down mm-hmm. and they're all kind of laying around uh-huh. it and they're like, all right, well, this like Gladio's like this car ain't going to push itself. Let's get into high gear. Yeah. And like everyone's pushing the car. It's like that scene is the trailer, but in all of their chibi forms. What could be cool is if like, you know, things you do in the mobile game connect to the PC game and affect it yeah. in some positive way. That could be cool. It could be, you know, because I could play that on my lunch break at work, come home, pick up progress. Like, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I doubt that's and, really going to uh, happen, but just, you know, I just got ideas here. Man, I just I just hate playing games on my phone, period. I just don't like to do I it. I don't do it anymore, um, but I used to. And it's kind of ironic that now that our phones can run practically any game, <laughs> like we're not playing them anymore. <laughs> yeah. Uh, there's also been rumor. I believe the director of Final Fantasy 15 said that they want to bring the game to the Switch. But can't yeah. confirm how and or when and or if they would. You know, it's like it's going to be that mobile. Like, yeah, we, we want to put yeah. the game over to a bunch of other platforms, including one that rhymes with the word Twitch. Mm-hmm. So mm. that's what they said. Wait, that was a quote. What if it's are you quoting? Yes. Quote. That's stupid. Why just not say it? <laughs> I mean, because then it'll be real. Uh, I get. Yeah, you say it three times. And now you got to make the game. It'll be the mobile yeah. game, like I said, Robert. I hope it's not, but hey, I also don't care because playing any version of Final Fantasy 15 on the Switch, like, look, I love my Switch, would never play a game like Final Fantasy 15 on it. Nah, I would run like shit. Yep. Yeah. All right. Well, it's time to get to the Would You Rather. Play the music, Robert. Uh Uh-oh. Okay, I did it in in post-processing. Let's go. (laughs) Okay, so the music is going. All right. Would You Rather, guys. Are you ready? Are you prepared? I'm always prepared. Okay. Would you rather be fluent in every language on earth or would you rather know the answers to all the mysteries of the universe? Discuss. Question. Would I be fluent in speaking and hearing the language, but also like reading and writing? I think so. So like I could read and write and like ancient egyptian hieroglyphics let me read my question again <laughs> be fluent in every language on earth fluent so so i would assume reading and that's writing. what fluent means isn't it 
Well, there you go. Just thought I'd confirm. Okay. Even all dialects of like Swahili and some really like off the wall languages. Sure, yeah. Uh, if it's on Earth, crazy. you know it. Hmm. I, I think. Go. I, are you going, Robert? Because I don't want to take no, away go, from your turn. Go, go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, okay. I so, I think that I would I would lean more towards knowing every language and being fluent in them because the language barrier is still a serious thing and knowing the not only would you be knowing the language you would have a better understanding standing of like different cultures and heritages and even in the other of the other side of things where you can know the answer to everything in the universe I mean, you could still learn a lot by knowing every language under the sun. You could learn so much because you could talk to literally anyone and understand them. You could learn thousands, if not hundreds of thousands of years worth of history. And like, I mean, you would be able to fully translate the Rosetta Stone. Like <laughs> you could speak Ewok. <laughs> like, exactly. Like you could speak everything from Elvish to uh, whatever that language, Dothraki, to like, you know, <laughs> or, or yeah, what's, what's the one in Avatar, Navi? Yeah. Yeah, that too. Okay. Um, so, so you'd be like a hit at the Ren Fair then. So <laughs> yeah, I, I could say, I could speak parcel tongue too. And all that. Um, the black but, speech yeah, of Mordor. I, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Whatever that is. Um, excuse you. Yeah, excuse me. Yeah, AC Flem. Um, but See, I think. Go ahead. Well, I'm sorry. Uh, but I think no the knowing the every answer to like all the big questions of the universe and things like that, like knowing all of that, I think that would be not only a huge burden because not only are you in a ginormous existential crisis at that point. Um, but like, you don't even know if you could tell someone that and they would even believe you. You know what I mean? Like, how do you convince someone that, you know, the answer to like, you know, what is life? What is it? What does it mean to exist? Like what, like is time actually, I mean, well, obviously time isn't a real thing. It's a concept created by man, but like you'd be time is a consequence of what gravity and what (laughs) and matter. I mean, I mean, even knowing something as trivial as like, are we alone in the universe? Like, are we, you know, are there aliens? Like knowing that shit, that would be a heavy thing to know. And not only that would be like, if you had like some shit to back it somehow, you somehow had proof to back all this stuff, you'd be hunted by the, down by the government probably or something. I don't know. But like, I, I could be rambling at this point, but it would be a huge burden to know shit like that. And I think I would much rather just kind of stick with knowing all my languages. Blissfully ignorant, Colin. Yes. Let's move to, all right. So Kumbaya, sir, let's move to Robert. So I've got a lot of thoughts. One part of me is thinking like, why does it matter if I know everything about the universe? Like I agree with Colin in terms of like, I couldn't convince anyone that I do. I probably couldn't. Um, even if I knew all that stuff, like, so what I probably can't do anything about it. Like I'm just one human boy. Uh, whereas if I knew every language, I assume it'd come with it. Like at least understanding the culture enough to know why those words are translated in that way. Cause you know, like understanding a language is one thing, but understanding the culture behind it gives you a deeper, fuller understanding of the language that I think would probably come with fluency. So in that sense, that's kind of like knowing all the answers to the known universe, you know, in, in terms of like what I can accomplish, you know what I mean? 
Like in my lifetime, I'm probably not going to go if I'm even lucky anywhere beyond Mars. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So like, it's not like I could do anything by knowing like what's beyond Jupiter. Man. Whereas wow. if, okay. Whereas if I know all the languages ever, I mean, it's not that hard for me to fly to Peru or fly to like, you know, New York or fly to Nepal. You know what I mean? Like, I can feasibly reach whatever place I need to to use whatever powers I have as a person that understands any and all languages. Uh-huh. Right. And I mean, you've had so many doors open up to you. And not to mention, you could literally, if you knew every language known to man, you could literally change history. Like, you could completely understand, like, everything on the Rosetta Stone, the Dead Sea Scrolls, like, all those historical documents and everything that were previously have, like, people were having so many, so much trouble translating. Like, hell, for all you know, like, for all we know, hieroglyphics could be translated completely wrong. I mean, (laughs) you don't mean, like, change history, you mean, like, affect the course of history, right? Yeah. Yeah, right, okay. like people, like people that we thought was absolute fact, like you know that we've been reading about in history books for you know hundreds of years now, it could be like, nah, that's not that's not what happened. <laughs> I'm so, you know what I mean? Yeah, I'm somewhat shocked though at the level of restraint both of you are displaying and just like having that ability to know all these secrets and not wanting to. Like, it's very hard for me to imagine in a if this was real, like going with you guys down this path. Here's the thing. I have another side, <laughs> but <laughs> if I knew all the answers to the universe mm-hmm. and whatever, mm-hmm. can't do this. Um, you can't do this. You can't do what you're about to do, <laughs> but go ahead and say it anyways, but you can't do it. Like, here's the thing. A question someone may ask in our universe is, oh, what does that mean? And they'll point at a foreign language. No, these are mutually exclusive <laughs> robbers. <laughs> You can't have your damn cake and eat it too. The mystery of the universe is not how do you say where's the toilet in Chinese. That's not considered a mystery of the universe. But it could be one of the many mysteries of this universe. The universe in and of itself is infinite. You don't even believe your lies right now, Robert. Why should I? Okay, fine. What I was really going to say was... So, if I knew all the mysteries of the universe, would that come with an understanding of, like, if I know another planet has life, would I know where that planet is? I would think so. Yeah. And not only that. See, this is why I'm, like, so shocked you guys are so quick to go with language. Because you would also probably know the formula behind, like, either teleportation or, like, faster-than-light travel. I mean, if that's even possible. You know, you Mm -hmm. would know, like, what a black hole does, what it is. Does it have power? Can it be harnessed? You would know. You would know a lot of crazy shit. Like I don't know how I could resist that option, rather than wanting, than opting like you said, Colin, to be like blissfully ignorant. Right. I mean, I just it's so like I mean that just adding to it more, man. Like, that's like some serious power you got going on in your brain right now. I th- like I think you could here, I think you could use it also to benefit just as much as you would from being able to speak to anybody or translate anything. I think you could harness this into a very lucrative career somehow if you displayed restraint in what you let other people know that you know. Yeah, because right. here here's the thing. If I knew all the answers to the universe, if I knew where all the planets that had other actual living life were, all I'd have to do is stroll up to NASA, knock on their door, and then probably be given the boot, because let's be honest, it's the government. So then I'll walk up to Elon's home, Elon Musk, and be like, hey, hello, <laughs> Elon, yeah. how's it going? He would listen to you, you yeah. know, what, You know that SpaceX thing? I know exactly where you should go with it. 
and yeah. maybe he gives me a Tesla. I think he'd give you a job too, probably. <laughs> but to me, it's a no-brainer. Like for one, we already know the most important language, uh, you know, in the world, which is English. I mean, and the reason I say that is not like you know, like oh, I'm just proud to know English. It's because what 80 90 percent of the language on the internet is in english so mm-hmm. that it's the most important language to learn by that reason alone so i already have that you know we already have pretty much everything we need I, i've never said to myself like if only i spoke this language then all these other doors would be open to me i mean of course it does open opportunities but not on the level of the other option right of knowing all the crazy crazy madness i mean you would you would probably know how to like open the fourth and fifth dimension you know yourself mm-hmm. so you could keep all yeah. your stuff there <laughs> and then just like See, open the door like oh here's my coke i just left here last so week i i think part of it may be that you as a question asker know exactly what you mean when you say mysteries of the universe whereas when i first heard that question i just thought i already know it it's 42 done so you know what i mean like my my expectations were not quite perhaps the same of what you thought okay. does that make sense okay okay well yeah well this isn't my question like i'm just i've found this again like somewhere right so i'm just like thinking like well mysteries of the universe that's clearly all this awesome shit mm-hmm. <laughs> you know i mean the mystery of the universe is will kingdom hearts 3 be released next year <laughs> that is but, a great mystery hey, oh shit i, mean. I know that no done yeah Easy. so you'll know, no, so done, you'll know yeah. to never look forward to it because it's just <laughs> never coming out or and, alternatively i'll know exactly what galaxy that game will exist in and I'll get to go there to play it. Right. Yeah. You'll know exactly what what timeline that game actually comes out in. You'll get you'll you'll, you'll be able to tra- travel there. You basically become you know Rick from Rick and Morty because you'll be mm-hmm. that smart. You'll know all the answers to the universe. You create you know portals to other dimensions, and you'll be able to just come back and be like, hey yo, I got the game. But then you find out that it's actually time locked on your PS4 in this timeline, so that sucks. Uh, uh, Colin, yeah. you you've just changed my mind. I'm never going with that option ever again. Languages, it is. All right. <laughs> wow. no i'm just kidding wow. all right do you guys have any final thoughts hmm. i think i'm probably going to lean toward knowing the answer of the universe but not because of how cool it'd be to like come on it'd be cool it would be cool just no, admit it, it. it'd be cool but that's not my reason my reason would be because of like i would have a higher chance of meeting elon musk and getting a tesla by knowing that shit than i do now what if like the 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 truth of the universe, right? Of all these mysteries that are unknown. What if it literally is such a just mind blowing thing that you just like pass out in an aneurysm, like the instant, you know, this stuff, you know what I mean? Like what if your brain can't even handle it? And then you're just like veg state the rest of your life. It's possible. I, I, I I could see that happening. I don't know. Yeah. That's, that's a lot. That's so much information. It's heavy brain, dude. Like, what is it? Even with like the languages thing, isn't there like a person there's like a person that is fluent in like 13 different languages or something like that. Oh, easily. Yeah, I'm, sure, that, I'm sure that, that's, that's a like thing. The, that's like the record, though. It's I don't think it's much more than that, if, if that's not it. There was but some like, show in Russia. It was like, you know, like their version of Russia's Got Talent or something like that, where this girl's talent was she was six years old and spoke eight different languages, like very fluently. Holy crap. Yeah, she's six. So who knows? By the time she gets yeah, 10, she'll it, probably know more, like 13 or so, like you said. Well, that's the thing. Like, you start kids that early with languages, they just absorb it like a sponge. Yeah, that's the time. Yeah, just, that's the time to learn it. easy to them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Cool. All right. Well, so well, guys. Uh, I think, yeah. What? Yeah, that should. Hmm? <laughs> no, what? Okay. <laughs> Good. Uh, <laughs> oh. <laughs> Segways, guys. That's how uh, we do it. <laughs> On yeah, that's exactly how we do it. <laughs> Speaking of. 
that podcast is almost over. You're reaching the end of the Tiny Disc Podcast here. We're just going to do a little bit of house cleaning things. So uh, when we were telling you to tweet to the hashtag TDP, we actually found out, don't tweet to the hashtag TDP, please. Uh, instead, <laughs> See, when you tell maybe, people not to do it, they're going to be like, why? What happens? <laughs> why? Yeah, what just, happens? Just Google it and tell me if you can wrap your head around it. Um, but... <laughs> Yeah, instead, if you want to tweet to us, you can tweet at us at TinyDiscPodcast, or you can tweet using the hashtag TinyDisc, all one word. So yeah, that'll probably be the new hashtag we're going to try and get going, so definitely keep following that. Feel free, though, in your free time, if you have that much free time, to just just go ahead and find hashtag TDP and just let us know your thoughts. <laughs> just let us know your thoughts. So e- you can email yeah. us and reach us uh, with your own feedback, your thoughts, concerns for the good of the cause. Also, if you have any would you rathers you'd like us to read online on, on air and uh, we'll do that and just uh, send any emails to tiny at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can, yeah, you can follow us on Twitter. You can also find us on Facebook. Colin, if you want to talk about that. Yeah, so uh, the Tiny Disc Facebook group, uh, so it's a Facebook group that I, myself, am the mod on, um, and I every week on Tuesday at 8 p.m., I do a live hangout and Q&A where I just hang out with you guys, uh, have you guys ask me any questions in the comments, and I had I have make my own little docket up, I go through some stuff, I have what's called the state of the podcast address where I talk about, you know, the different ideas we're coming up with with the podcast, give you guys a little bit of a teaser for the episode for that week, Um and then I talk about some stuff that may not make the cut for the podcast, but stuff I'm interested in talking about. So it's kind of like my own little world there in the, in the Tiny Dose Facebook group for the time being. Um, but I also post as much as possible, try to get you guys involved. And uh, yeah, just having a good time. And then, of course, I uh, repost all of that stuff on the actual Tiny Disc uh, official Facebook page as well. So go ahead and drop us a like if you haven't already. Mm-hmm. And we also just started a subreddit. If Reddit's your thing, you can find us on r slash Tiny Disc. So you can subscribe to us there if you'd like as well. Um, Also, if you really did enjoy this podcast, which I really hope you did, uh, consider subscribing and leaving us a review on iTunes or whatever your podcast app is. But leaving us an iTunes review would definitely be very helpful for us. And we're actually also now on Stitcher. This is also the first time the other two people are hearing this on the podcast. What even is that? It's it's another podcasting platform that a lot of people use. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Stitcher. (laughs) As long as it's free. (laughs) Dropping news wherever I can. Uh, But I think that should wrap us up for this one. So where can we find you guys on the internet? Oh, you know, the the regular deal, man. At boo boo underscore underscore five five, a.k.a. Colin Amano on Twitter. At J-A-C-C-E-P-E-D-A on Twitter. See you guys there. Very nice. And you can find me, Robert, on Twitter and all the social medias at Pinoptimist. P-I-N-O-P-T-I-M-I-S-T. Thanks for listening to the Tiny Disc Podcast, and we'll see you next Thursday.
So, Jack, Sengang, Senran Kagura. <laughs> Actually, they, they announced a release date for uh, Peach Beach Blast, Peach Beach Summer Blast. Oh my god, what platform? Uh, September 26th on, I don't know, everything, like PS4, Xbox, your penis. Uh, Can we do a Let's Play? No. What What is oh. this? Is this another? What's wrong with you people? Is this another, like, messed up anime? Like, yeah, like, no, it's it's the same thing as last week. It's the same uh, series we were talking about last week. Yeah. Okay, okay. So it's yeah, a Senran I, I know Kagura. You, I know you Peach blocked Beast. it out of your mind. <laughs> <laughs> we're bringing it back. Uh, and I did see gameplay. It's a third-person shooter, but instead of guns, it's water guns. And you still strip people naked by shooting them. Perfect. You guys are all about mm-hmm. this. Yep, and there's, there's DLC where they can wear, like, high school clothing, but then also, like, you know, wet t-shirt plus water equals. Oh, man, you know? so it's R. Kelly Simulator 2017. Uh, <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> okay, good. Come on, that's good a closet. Times. Good times. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> can we stop, please? No. <laughs> I need to curl up in the ball in the corner. <laughs> All right, yeah, we can end it here. Okay. Bye. Come home, Bye-bye. little soldier boy. Bye.